me tweak you slightly. I'm sweating like Rolf Varisic his birthday party. ABC Gaming with me, Chris, and I'm joined by Adam Parry. Good evening. How are you? Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm lovely and moist and sweaty sat here in this wet hellhole. <laughs> it is odd weather at the moment, I have to say, isn't it? It's um, it's sort of like it's been really nice. We went away. Uh, for a, a week or so and um, it was brilliant but it's the first holiday I can remember where we haven't had to wear a raincoat on the beach uh, <laughs> um, so you know that was nice uh, for a change but it, it was really warm and everything and then the day we came back it rained so that was like the total opposite of usual the usual holidays we go on where it's like you know it's beautiful weather and then the day you pack and you get ready to go on holiday it fucking rains doesn't it um, so it was great but then since we've come back, it's been bizarre kind of weather, almost tropical-like in some ways. It reminds me of the time I went to America and, uh, like, we went to Florida. And the weather there's, you know, it can be sort of like one thing one minute and change very quickly the next. And the last few days, it has been very weird, hasn't it? It's, like, really sunny and warm, and then it'll absolutely piss down. And then... Yeah, it's pissing it down at the moment. You're right, it's like the rainforest, because... You're sweaty enough so your ball sticks to your legs, but then it pisses it down at the same time. So the only difference between the rainforest and here is that there's no there's no fucking monkeys or gibbons swinging around. There's just a bunch of scallies outside. <laughs> well, you know that's that's very true. But um, anyway, how are you? are you? Apart from your balls sweating, uh, I should recommend some cream for that. I use below the belts. They're not indoors. <laughs> <laughs> they're not endorsing us yet although believe it or not dave bless him he has made contact with them to say look you know we don't want any money from you but we, you know i use their products and, and very good it is too um but so if you wanted to sort of like um send us you know a five percent discount code we'll mention you on the show because we do it anyway but they haven't been back in touch so i'm still a little confused at what that is is it like talc cream for your scrotum it does well no it's cream it's cream cream it's not powdery and um like whipped cream uh not that kind of creamy although that might be pleasant for Kay, i guess if she wanted to you know well not in this weather actually no sweaty balls and cream it's still not pleasant is it so anyway uh, uh, um it, it, no, it's just like cream you know i guess it's like well it's cream oh it's creamy um but not like whipped cream uh i'm not saying it very well do what does it do i don't get it i don't i don't get it I'm, i just don't get it it's magic cool, uh, it, cooling cream drying cream well it's it is it's like magic because you sort of you know you put you pop a little bit on your, your taters um in the morning and then for the rest of the day magically they they're, they're not sort of like clinging to your inside of your thigh um that you know they're just it, it just they 
stayed dry and I can't quite explain why. It's just a it's a magic cream. It's a magical substance. Does it help with like your your boxers? Because if they sort of the legs rise up during the day and you end up with all of your all of your inside of your undergarments like at the side of your side of your nutsack, and you know that can get a bit a bit moist during the day if you just got one big thing of fabric. So it's like you're wearing half half boxers and half a thong. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I I, um, I don't wear boxers as such. I wear like trunks i guess like what would you call them you know what i mean speedos they're they're not speedos but yeah like um well yeah i don't mean like flappy boxes i mean yeah like the the elasticated ones yeah sort of of tight more modern yes more modern yeah you know Uh, make it look as if you've got a decent size package when you're standing (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i wear those and and i have noticed in this weather um they they do sort of like even with the cream it's still a bit sort of clingy and a bit sweaty isn't it so i think it's probably better if you did wear something a bit looser um but uh but well yeah but that'd be uncomfortable wouldn't it if you wear jeans and or stuff with trousers yeah that would wouldn't it all that chafe oh yeah i can fancy that so um but yes enough about our bollocks um we, we like to talk bollocks, but, you know, not but literally about our bollocks. Well, not. We did start talking about the weather, so that was the most British start to a podcast you could have. Well, yes, I guess. It's not, well, it, I suppose, because we do have people listening in this country, uh, but we do have international listeners as well, don't we? So we like to sort of keep them abreast of what's going on in the, the UK. But... Yes. Hello, Brazil. Hello. Yes, I'm sure they're really sympathetic about our uh, mild weather complaints at the moment. So, um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, are you okay? It's been about five or six weeks since we last recorded, I think, hasn't it? So, I had no idea. It feels like fucking months. It does, doesn't and it? I've... I'm not sure if I'm going to end up repeating myself when it comes to what we've been playing because I can't remember what I said last time and it, it's been so long since i listened to it that you know, fuck it i'll just write stuff that i've been playing if it if there's a bit of overspill from last month i'm sure you'll tell me because you'll you'll know the full artillery of what was said last time well because you're a professional to, well i i have to make a note of things because dave will whip me otherwise because he likes to put it on the show notes so uh, but i forget sometimes and i have to try and remember um whip you anyway he's into that he does yeah he is but um yeah it, um yeah, it does feel like a while, I have to say. And people will notice that there's no Dave, there's no Ben. No, no. Yeah, they couldn't be asked, could they? I think that's where no. it boils down to. Um, it's the act of gaming. It, yeah. Um, Dave, his excuse was he likes to listen. Um, which it's I, a bit perverted, really, isn't it? I want to know what he's doing while listening. Yeah, I, I think, well, he goes for walks in the woods... And I think it's <laughs> when oh, yeah. he listens. Yeah. And so I think Dogging. he likes to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, he does go with a dog. Uh, he's poor dog. He isn't very well at the moment. He's got a poorly arse. Um, <laughs> no, he shouldn't laugh. I'm not laughing at the arse, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I actually saw Dave um, a few weeks ago. I went to, to the house and saw Tina as well. Obviously she was there. But guess okay, guess who was there? Jerry from the Bad Cop Bad Cop show. Oh, yeah. yeah, Claire Rayner. 
um so that was cool it was bizarre sort of you know um obviously somebody i've listened to for a couple of years and um and they got to meet him so that was nice and spent the evening in sitting in their back garden drinking carling oh give him the proper british summertime (laughs) evening then yeah, you know, giving the full British experience. Have a <laughs> have a can of carling. Um have a so, carling and then go out and glass someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, that was nice. That was good. So they were they're over here, uh, him and his partner to uh you know, do the sightseeing thing and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh but also, I mean, uh, a little um I think I don't know if it's out there yet, but just as a, a little teaser that the bad cop bad cop show is coming back. Is it? Why did they stop? Because it, it occurred to me actually that I'd never listened to the last episode they put out. So there, there was a there's a reason. Uh, Jerry may go into it into some detail, but uh, it, there was a reason why it had to stop. Nothing sinister particularly, but uh, they just decided to to pull the plug on it um, for a while. But was, there's there's no reason why they can't carry on now. So uh, so they've started up again. They have um, released their first episode, but it's not available. So that it's not on iTunes yet, so that'll be coming out soon. So that's exciting. Um, so, so yeah, um, trying to think what else I've done. Say it's been what I saw Spider Man Far From Home. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. What did you think? I quite liked it. Did you? Yeah, maybe it's just me then. I th- didn't think it was, yeah, that probably. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked it. I thought, it, as as a bookend to everything that happened, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I do like um, Small Child Man, whatever his name is, as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And, yeah. Uh, Tom yeah, Holland. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Dave Denmark. That's the one. <laughs> um, I, I liked it, but what didn't you like? I don't know. I just... The first hour sort of uh, dragged a little bit for me and the whole stuff about the elementals uh, and fighting those CG monsters and everything. It just, I don't know. And I know that there is a a twist. Well, it's been out for a while now, so I'm I'm still not going to spoil it. Uh, And there's a reason behind that. But that just kind of all just seemed to drag a little bit for me. And then when the twist happened, um, which... If you know a little bit about Spider-Man, you can kind of guess where it's going. Yeah, uh, it's not really a twist if you've got any kind of knowledge, is it? So. Yeah, um, but um, it kind of reminded me of Iron Man 3 in that respect. Uh, that yeah. sort of like For half of the film, you think one thing, and then obviously, you know, you, for the second half of the film, something completely different happens and the rug's pulled from under you. Uh, so I, I understand that there's a need for that, for, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just kind of, um, maybe it's one of those that I'll have to sit down and watch again. Because I felt the same about Homecoming. When I saw it at the cinema, I came out of it and I was thinking, I, I wasn't sort of like as, you know, blown away by it as I thought it might be. But then when I watched it again at home, uh, I actually appreciated it more. So, yeah, my yeah. repeat view- viewing. Um... It, it did a couple of interesting things at the end in the, uh, like, post credits things that that oh yes sw- yeah. switch it up a bit that switch both you know there's two two areas that get switched up so the status quo has been rumbled a little bit so i thought well, okay i didn't see that coming that's uh interesting so yeah, no, no i totally agree on it with that. that that was one of the big uh the, you know the, the better moments i suppose the, the the big twist if you if you like that was quite cool um so um but yeah uh we interviewed John Robertson. I can't remember if we did that before the last time we recorded or after, but anyway, uh, so that was, was cool. Ah, okay. 
but the reason why I mention that is because you've been to see him, haven't you? Yes, I, I like you and Dave before you, uh, I awoke to find myself in a dark room. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, it was fucking great. Um, yeah. I just yeah, after, it was after your interview. I, I remembered. I was like, ah, oh, because the first one you did years ago. I listened to that, and then I looked up the dark room and thought, oh, might go and do that at some point. And then because I never followed him on Twitter or anything, I forgot his name. So when you kept mentioning him in the chat, I thought, I wonder who this John Robinson is and why has he been on it twice? And then I listened to it again and was like, oh, yeah, right. OK. And then I had a look at his uh, tour guide and he was playing in York uh, on the week that I had off work. So which was a bonus. So, yeah, me and Rebecca went and saw that. And uh, it was the smallest venue in the world uh, on one of the hottest days of the year. So <laughs> it was amazingly sweaty down there. John was... Uh, glistening like a phallus by the end of it like a little <laughs> phallus um well what was your was yours an actual venue like a uh you know like a say uh a community room or a hall or a you know like a theater or something like that i mean because you say it was a little place called the basement which is a bar underneath the cinema in the center of york it, there weren't many people it was really really small in there um but it was you know it was intimate and it was good. We got covered in bean juice. <laughs> Do you get covered like in bean fun. juice? Where you went? No, he didn't do that. Um, the reason why I ask about the venue is because when we saw him, uh, say we, uh, Wayne and I, we're joined at the hip by now. I think people know this. <laughs> uh, we don't do anything separately. Uh, do you so, share ball cream? Uh, I don't. I'm going to buy him some for his birthday. But well, well, actually, I'll buy him some for Christmas because he's already had his birthday. Uh, so, but I will get him some because. Uh, I can imagine. I mean, he stands, uh, in, in, you know, for his job quite a lot, and he's he's walking around. So I can imagine his knackers do get quite sweaty. So I am going to get him some for Christmas. So uh, when you listen to this, Wayne, look forward to some some lovely ball cream from below the belt. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Merry Christmas! Yeah, I'm such a whore, aren't I? You just yeah. come on, sponsor us, you fuckers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> You know, the reason why I ask about the venue is because uh, when we saw it, it was in somebody's kitchen. Um, it was in a house. It was like just in a, a random house, you know, uh, in a street where where I live, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was totally bizarre because you were like, you know, the toilet was, you know, not like you go and there's a urinal. It was actually a, a toilet with... Uh, flowers and decorations and stuff like that you know it's like somebody somebody's toilet and then um the kitchen we all sat in the kitchen there was somebody standing in the corner and they'd made a small little bar uh where you could buy cans of cider and cans of beer and stuff and they put some table some chairs out um you know in the kitchen and he just stood up in front of us like you know literally about six feet away and performed his act and he did two um shows uh it, it, one was like a proper stand-up sort of show um i forget what it was called now and then the second half like after the intermission was um the the dark room which for people who don't know what we're talking about is like an old school style text adventure where he shouts out you know things you know and options and he picks on the audience and gets them to decide what they want to do and there's actually a video game of it on steam we were talking about this when we interviewed him which i'm tempted to buy uh because i think he performed a lot of the performance capture and you know it's obviously him doing the, the, the you know the performance and everything so it sounds cool 
Um, but yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Sorry, I, I did. I, I mute myself there because I sneezed and I had to blow my snout, but I was listening. But, um, no, <laughs> he's no, he's moved up in the world a bit since then. So this was like a proper venue. It was part of the uh, York Fringe that was going on. So there was lots of shows and stuff. Yeah, but no, he, he was he was very good. I think to be fair, I mean, he he, he was, um, you know. He does perform in like he doesn't just perform in people's kitchens, uh, but uh, on that occasion, the the reason why he did was because he knew the guy who was also a comedian. So I think it was just a you know they'd asked him to do it and then sold tickets and, but it was it was cool. It was one of the you know really kind of um, interesting things I've ever been to. Really, is you know getting pissed in somebody else's kitchen watching a stand-up comedian. It was cool. Um, Wank in the toilet. I didn't, unfortunately. I did have a shit, though. Because, uh, you know, you've got to go to somebody else's house and have a shit, haven't you? Especially oh, when they can't pin it on you because there's lots of other people there, too. Uh, but did you talk to him? Did you shake his hand, meet him, have a picture with him or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I got, got a picture with him afterwards. But there was a, there was a big queue. A lot of people at it had um, been and seen it before. Um, there was lots of shouting of phrases that I didn't know, which, which like half the audience seemed to know already. So there was... Um, Multiple re-attendees. Re I'll have that as a phrase. Yeah, multiple re-attendees who have, who have been there before. But no, he, he, he was really no good. Had a quick chat afterwards. Mentioned you and Dave. And oh, he cool. Said, he was like, ah, Struth, I don't want to talk to those cans again. <laughs> no, no he was, like I said, we literally didn't get much time because there's a big old queue behind me as well because everyone was just piling in for photographs. So, nah. Nice, seems like a nice bloke, and his interview come across nicely. And good show, well worth the look, watch, watch, look, look, watch, play, play, look, watch, whichever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, definitely, I'll, I mean, I'm hopeful that I'll go and see him um, later on this year because he's uh, not far from, he's playing in a place called Stourbridge, uh, which isn't that far from where I live. So, uh, yeah, and also check out his book, The Little Town of Marrowville, which yes, I've bought. I get it. Uh, I haven't um, read any of it yet. I just haven't had a chance, but it came. I've only had it for less than a week. So, uh, uh, but I, I'm looking forward to reading that with my daughter. Um, so that'll be cool. Well, at least you've got that. You can read it to a child. I've just got to read a kiddie's book. Well, the thing is, the way he was describing it and, and it came across was it sounded like a Roald Dahl kind of story. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think they. They're universal, aren't they? I think you know, just Definitely. not just aimed at kids. I mean, Christ's sake, we were watching The Witches um, uh, the other week. Uh, there was a, Lucy goes through phases where she's obsessed with certain things, and she just watched The Witches every single day for like two <laughs> weeks. God, that's a scary friggin' film as well. I mean, yeah. don't make a lot of that anymore. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, trying to think what else we've done. Um, what, Where did you I, go I, on holiday? Oh, uh, we went to a place called Saltfleet, uh, which is about 20-odd miles away from Skegness, I suppose, to give it sort of, you know, some you know, geography. People know it. Know we've heard of Skegness, I'd imagine. Um, Those Peruvians out there will now be going, ah, I know where it is now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a accent. We we do have some weird named places, don't we? Like Skegness. It doesn't sound yeah. pleasant, does it? It sounds look, like a vaginal disease. It, it's it's uh, uh, yeah. And um, I mean, no no disrespect to Ben, but Bogner. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Bogner <laughs> Regis. It doesn't sound like a, a nice place. So sort of like you know, uh, it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic you know place in Mad Max. Ah, oh, let's go and. 
pillage Skegness. Or Bogner. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry. Wormgay. That's a good name for a place. That's uh, down in... It's Norfolk or Suffolk, one of those. I drive through it when I go to my parents' house. But yeah, Wormgay. Uh, okay. I'm sure that um, there is a place called Little Piddle as well. <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, I, I, it's all right. I'm I'm conscious that I'm typing, and you might be able to hear me typing when I when with this recording finishes. Yeah, little little yeah, piddle. Your, your fingers are silent. Oh, good. Uh, yes, there is a, a place called Little Piddle. It's in Dorset. For anybody who's interested, uh, we, yeah, no, we might have a listener uh, who who lives in Little Piddle. Uh, we want proof via a photograph of yourself by the little piddle sign on Twitter, please. Yes. Uh, oh, just as I've typed into to Google, uh, little piddle, it's there come up with um, Britain's rudest places names. Uh, so here we go. There's a place in Cornwall called Cox. Um, there's Minge Lane in Excellent. Worcester. <laughs> Bell, Bell End in Worcester. Um, uh, Twat. In Shetland. <laughs> oh, that's where I want to live. Uh, uh, Sandy Balls, which is in uh, New Forest, Hampshire. Um, I can't even ring what. F- Fringring Ho, I think that is. Oh, fin- Fingering Ho. That's got to be made up. <laughs> Fingering Ho. In Essex, apparently, that's got to be made up. Um, Shitterton in Dorset. Um, Back Passage in London. <laughs> um, this got these. Uh, Fanny Avenue in Derbyshire. Um, uh, I wouldn't go to Back Passage. I've heard, I've heard it's a shithole. <laughs> Boomtish. Oh, yes. uh, Spanker Lane in Derbyshire. Um, Cockermouth. Now, I have been to Cockermouth. Believe it or not. Where are we? Uh, Horny Old Road. That's again in Worcester. Some some interesting places in Worcester. Yeah, Worcester and Dorset. They like their uh, they like their their rude names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Felch Square in <laughs> Wales. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, we should say as well. Um, the reason why I'm sort of conscious about typing is because I've had a new microphone. Um, it's only been sort of like seven years of podcasting. I thought I'll, I'll try a different microphone. I've had different headsets over the years. Like I think I started out with a Turtle Beach headset uh, and then that broke. And then I've just had different ones, um, which they're all right. I, I like my Turtle Beach. I thought that sounded OK. But then uh, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a headset. So I bought a couple of cheaper ones, which uh, sounded OK. So anyway, uh, the Amazon Prime Day deals. I thought I'm going to go out with you. I'm going to go out and be one of them. I'm going to be a pretentious arse after all these years. And I have bought a Blue Yeti. Um, and I've got a little adjust- and I've got a little adjustable arm. So it's oh. kind of. <laughs> uh, and that came with and... a pop shield. Oh blimey! Came with a pop shield. So I'm hopeful that all my you know my they'll all sort of like you know what the fuck is a pop shield for anyway? Is it just to reduce all that kind of shit? I think I think it is. Yeah, I think I think it cuts the peak of those sounds off. Okay. Things. There you go. Technical knowledge. There you go. 
but it, I have recorded a couple of um, shows. I did a sound check show, and I think it does sound clearer. But uh, it's incredibly sensitive as well. So if I sort of like. I don't know if you can hear that or if it's minimised it somehow. I, I don't know. We're recording on, um, we normally record on Google Hangouts, by the way, just so people know. Um, but for some, come to record, sort of 15 minutes before recording, gone to create the session as you always. Oh, I'm sorry, Google Hangouts no longer exists with this software. You can't use it any longer. Well, thanks a fucking bunch, Google. Uh, so, uh, but I, I know we slag Skype off. But, and I'm saying this now before I, I don't know what this recording is going to sound like, but um, Skype has a built in recording system, which it's never had before, which if it works and if it sounds OK, is amazing. And if it doesn't work, this is just a waste of fucking time. Oh, bollocks. Yeah. Um, so but uh, I have faith in Skype until it's <laughs> just uh my first mistake i think because years ago when we used to record uh the same coin we'd record with skype and then we'd have a separate um recording system i forget forget what it, i think it was mp3 skype recorder or something like yeah. that which was always a bit hit and miss as well so and i was never that confident in that so fingers crossed please i hope this works um but yeah um have you been up to anything else have you done anything um We'll stay on the Spider-Man theme, because I said we, we talked about Spider-Man Far From Home. It wasn't the best Spider-Man film I've seen in the last few weeks, though. Oh. Because I, I watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Have you seen oh. that? No, that's on Sky tonight. Uh, it's one of their mm. premieres. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching that, because I've heard nothing but good things about it. So yeah, is you, it... Should, you, you should watch that. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the animation, the, the whole style of the thing is amazing. Uh, the animation's fantastic. The characters are all good. Uh, music choices are excellent. It's a, it's a really, really good film. There's some really good shots in there. Really good artistic shots of things where you can see that things mean stuff and it's really good. So, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, yeah, definitely watch it. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, again, my, you know, uh, my, my lover from another mother wayne he's seen it <laughs> and uh he said it was very good as well so um yeah i'm looking for it's where it's one of those i haven't really i don't know anything about it i know because from playing the video game uh is it about miles morales i mean is, does peter parker feature or is it mainly about miles morales well oh, that'd be spoiling it wouldn't it? oh okay don't don't do it then i yeah okay cool um oh, cool. if you know nothing about it then it'll probably you you, you might be sat there going huh? what but uh, no, it's really good. Really, really good. Mm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, you done anything else? Have you been away? Have you got any uh, holidays planned for this year or anything We like had a week off. We just had a few days out um, just around the coast, down south to see my parents. Uh, went to Yorkshire Wildlife Park. I got a nice photo of a polar bear wearing a cone on its head. <laughs> what? Because it, it, it's really warm. They've got, they, they rescue... Um, like polar bears from other animals, not just polar bears, from shitty zoos in Romania and places like that. You know, fucking foreign animals stealing our animals' jobs. <laughs> but um, no, these three polar bears were just uh, fanning around, just doing uh, belly flops into the lake they've got in their enclosure, just playing with stuff. What about a traffic cone? And he pulled it out and then decided to put his face in it and then walk around with his traffic cone on his face. So. It was a good, good photo opportunity, but yeah, no. but I like stuff like that because I like animals and yeah. science and space 
and yeah. stuff. You like your zoos and stuff like that, don't you? Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? I don't like zoos. You'd rather see them in the wild, but I'd rather also see them alive. <laughs> well, yeah, so, that's a bonus. Yeah. As long as as long as they're, you know, good nick with good uh, enclosures and stuff, and it's not like a Victorian zoo where you got, you know, like a killer whale in a fucking shoebox or anything like that, then, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to nice to see these things up close because they're going to get the chance in real life probably. So you know, why not? I'm going to mm. blow my fucking nose again. Bear with well, me. Yeah, give it a blow. Give it. A, I'll I'll cover for you. Oh, he's discreetly gone onto mute. God, look at that. He's a professional. He's been podcasting for years now. Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to myself. I've done monologues before, but this I'm on the spot now. And this is weird. Hello, Adam. Bloody hell, that's a long blow. Just blow it. When we used to fart it alive. Hello? I'm getting worried now. Adam, come back. Please. <laughs> um, yes. Well, anyway, we've got some video games and stuff to talk to. Talk to? Talk I'm to. Going... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, seeing, just seeing how long you could um, you could go on for. You seem to get worried okay. quite quickly. I did. I did get worried. I thought, oh, God. It's because Skype has put me on fucking edge now, hasn't it? And I'm, just, yeah. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Do we carry on with this particular call, or do we stop in the break and see if it worked? Or do we just go all out, balls to the wall, minus the ball cream, and, you know, fucking hope that it works the whole way through? Let's let's be mavericks and yeah. let's just carry on. I think we we did a brief test earlier on, and I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm hopeful. Um, <laughs> uh, either way, at least I, I I got to have a chat with you, uh, if nothing else. So and pretend that we were recording. So it's kind yeah. of what we do, anyway, <laughs> to be fair. Because yeah, um, recordings are byproducts. I always forget that we're recording anyway. It's just a kind of random shit. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know if we've what. Oh, I tell you what, I did do. Uh, talk more about it on the entertainment show. But we went to watch the 20th anniversary of the Matrix, um, which uh, 20. That's I know. It, 1999 that came out. Yeah. Uh, and I saw it at the cinema then as well, and and because it came out sort of just around the time or after the Phantom Menace, which obviously you know lots of people were excited about, and then ended up sort of feeling deflated by. Um, so watching the Matrix was a, my mind blowing sort of event, and I got I did get quite obsessed with the Matrix at one point, um, and as I think I did. quite a lot of people did, um, to a point where, you know, I, I went out and bought the Region 1 DVD because I realised that the Region 2 um, video or DVD, uh, it had cuts in it. Uh, there's a couple of um, headbutts, believe it or not, which was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and I remember going to a library because I didn't have access to a computer at the time that could look at the internet and looking at the BBFC website. This is how it kind of nutty I went about the whole thing because I didn't want to feel like I was watching sort of like a film with bits missing. Um, and around that time anyway, I was, I used to go to a lot of um, like kind of local computer fairs that 
there was a store that sold region one dvds i mean people don't give a shit about that anymore but you know uh i've kind of equated sort of like people you know finding video nasties back in the 80s you know what i mean they go to all sorts of lengths to try and get a movie they were after so there used to be a massive gap wasn't there between when films were released in america and over here so you could be waiting months yeah. Something to come out over here and it's like fuck that i'm gonna go and find it an american version of it because i can have it now that's it so you'd either get import it or you, like i said go to this computer fair so anyway I, I went and i bought a copy of the matrix brilliant and it had that special feature where uh if you at certain points in the movie i think it was usually around the bullet time effects if you a little white rabbit would appear in the corner and if yeah, you, oh yeah 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 if you press the the button on the, the remote it would then take you behind the scenes on how that well anyway for some reason the dvd player that i had at the time uh it it, it sort of like it um what's the word i'm looking for it fucked up basically and uh <laughs> i couldn't think of the proper it, it glitched there you go yeah, yeah. uh it, it glitched and it sort of like it almost replayed the scene like it like did a sort of like a jump uh, and yeah. I wasn't happy with that. So I went out and bought a brand new DVD player. Now, this was around the time when DVD players weren't particularly cheap, believe it or not. They were fucking I mean, expensive back then, weren't they? Because I bought so, one just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 19, around, I think I bought a DVD player. When did they come out? Was it 97, 98? Sort of around that time. Um, yeah. Before, I think, yeah, because I remember buying Armageddon. <laughs> That's uh, what I got. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, there was no choice, was there? I think when I, when I bought mine, it was around about... Yeah, it would have been 99, I think. Yeah. And it was about 380 quid. Yeah. And when I went, yeah, when you go to the DVD section, it's like, what can I buy? And there's about eight films. And That's it was it. like, I'll buy The Armageddon and The Big Lebowski, of which I'd seen neither. I thought, I'll buy that one because I've heard it's a bit arty farty, which uh, it was not arty farty, it was just excellent. And I'll buy Armageddon because that will show the picture quality enhancement over VHS. Yeah. I, I, and I did, well, you did by the sounds of it, and yeah. I'm sure lots of other people did, you know, and you think the first time, that was the first, sort of like, you know, I think it's an incremental jump from DVD to Blu-ray. Yes, I know that you're getting 4K and everything else now, and, uh, you know, the, the pictures are super sharp if you've got the TV and all that kind of stuff. But sort of like going from VHS to DVD did seem like quite a, a big jump, and particularly just the convenience of like going to scenes and stuff and having special features yeah. do you know what I mean? and and sort of like animated never that. menus that you thought yeah. were really cool but were actually really annoying because all you wanted to do was watch the fucking film yeah and you have to get past the 35 second intro sequence first yeah that's it um but it, um i remember having a day off this is so kind of obsessed i was with dvds uh that i when payback came out the that mel gibson movie yeah, i bought that when that came out as well oh no way oh my god <laughs> uh you know and I, I had the day off and i remember going to mcv i think it was or mvc or whichever and it's no longer a, a thing it's it was a shop where you just you know if you added the card you get discounts and stuff um and and going there and buying that and then coming home and watching it on my dvd player and thinking now oh, this is amazing uh oh dear those are the days aren't they because i shopped around for a specific samsung one which i'd read about in dvd review magazine i think yeah um because obviously all the dvd players were region locked at the time but with this one if you had a certain i think it was like an alba hi-fi remote if you pressed three buttons on that remote with the disc tray open, it did a little jump. Yeah. And then that unlocked the region coding of, of the machine. Yeah. And that it, was and it. it just so happened that my mum and dad had that tiny little hi-fi thing in the, in the bedroom. I was like, 
well, this is fucking fate. Not only can I get a DVD player, I've, I already have the remote control. I need to fucking press and make the disc tray jump so I can unlock it. Magic. Yeah. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I uh, went to, I think it was the Sony shop in, in Wolverhampton, and uh, you paid them like £10, and they did something. They probably just did that. They probably did something with the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the time, I thought, oh, just get, you know, give it. I bought the DVD player from them, and then they said, do you want it region locked as well? Of course I do. Uh, so, you know, that would be an extra £10. So it's crazy thinking about that. I remember I, I got a decent like region one collection like blade was yeah. one of my favorites uh you know just thinking uh i'm watching something that the vast majority of people which probably wasn't true you know because people would buy the general sort of like region two dvd i'm watching something that is uncut or, or there's out um you know months in advance all right starship troopers was another one i had uh the region one version of that rush hour that was another one again yep. Oh dear, <laughs> it's mad in it. And now it's, now it's all just streaming stuff, isn't it? And all there. There's no excitement now in 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 cheating a system. Yeah. So, you know, having a Play.com account, but with the USA one, and then you just buy those, and then you bury big balls at Union Halls because you've got all the uh, all the Region One discs of stuff, and no one else has got them. So. Yeah. And then you buy cheap stuff, cheap box sets, and then you might take them to HMV because they were three times the price in England, claim that you got them for a Christmas present. And if you didn't have the receipt, they said, well, because you ain't got a receipt, all we can do is give you vouchers. So you spend 20 quid on a box set constantly and then get 80 quid's worth of vouchers to spend in HMV. Some people might have done that. <laughs> Unscrupulous people. I, yeah. I would never do that. That's Wicked just... vermin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um... I can't think of anything else. I, oh, oh, yes, Boris Johnson's become Prime Minister. I, I, Yay! I don't, I, I, I'm not a particularly political person. Believe, I, believe, I, you, you, believe it or not, I used to uh, listen to Prime Minister's questions on a Wednesday. Because <laughs> 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 uh, that was a thing. Uh, yeah, I would, because I, I'd be in my car quite a lot for my job. So, you know, on a Wednesday, uh, but this is before I started listening to podcasts. So I would sit and listen to Prime Minister's questions, um, which for people who don't know, is like on a Wednesday at 12 o'clock, they have half an hour of shouting at each other yeah. uh, and just booing and, and hey, cheering. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there came a point where I just thought, why am I doing this? It's <laughs> annoying me. And it's so crazy to think. I, I, I know it's tradition, you know, uh, the Houses of Parliament and all that kind of stuff. And this is what's happened for years and years and years. But surely there's got to be a better way to run a country uh, rather than just shouting at each other. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, like I said, I'm not a very political person, so I'm not the best person to, I guess, talk it about it. It's tradition. It's tradition that we have some pompous posh massively inbred fuckwit retard in charge of this country yeah we've just gone from praying mantis bitch queen and now we've got fucking blonde fucking dad bumming boris johnson <laughs> oh i think tina will be cheering you right now because she doesn't like him very much either uh oh, cretinous 
fucking waste of DNA. It's one of those things that when he was the mayor of London and there was rumblings that, you know, he was after David Cameron's job because that he was the prime minister at the time. And, you, you know, you think he's a fucking buffoon. There's no way that he would ever get near the, the you know, number 10. And yet here we are. It's well, that's the a, thing, isn't it? His buffoonery is just part of the character he's played. He's not as stupid as he's come across, which makes him more dangerous because he's manipulative, fucking stagnant cesspit of a human. <laughs> I'm not keen. I'm yeah, not I can tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm not keen tell. on any of them. Oh, really? All cunts. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And people wonder why, you know, voting is uh, sort of like is low and the apathy is set in. It's, uh, but yeah, there you go. Anyway, I just <laughs> that was one of the highlights, I guess, of the, uh, <laughs> the past Yeah, we can't take weeks. the piss out of America anymore. That's the worst thing. Well, that's true. You know, it's it, it's just a bizarre situation, isn't it? I, you know, you kind of think what what is going on with the world. Uh, but there you are. Anyway, uh, I suppose what's the other, only other bit of news of lot? Uh, well, totally total contrast. They've announced a new switch. Um, oh, the Switch Lite. Yeah. Are you, are you interested in that at all? Or Ooh, I know I've got a switch. I mean, I don't know why of they're calling you it have. a switch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're calling it a switch, but the one thing it doesn't do is switch. Yeah. Because yeah, and I, I get it as as like a replacement for the uh, I suppose it's like the 3ds and purely for mobile stuff, which which is what a lot of people use the Switch for. Then yeah, nice little device. But um, like for me, no, it's it's not for me because you know I've, I've still got my original Switch, and one of the one of the benefits or things that I liked about that was that like I could buy Mario Kart and then put it in the machine, plonk it on, put it on the telly. Take the controllers off. Give one to Rebecca, one to me, and then you can you can play. Oh my wordy word! What? My computer's restarting. No! You fucking wanker! <laughs> uh, hello? Yes, his computer has restarted. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> How random. Um. Well, this will probably be a good place to put uh, an intermission. Because, as I'm sure it's lovely to hear me rambling on, I'm sure that you've got other things to do. So let's us, let us play some music of some description. Bye-bye. I never pictured my first trip to D.C. would be like this. After we survived the initial attack in New York, our capital needed us. But with the country slipping into civil war, who can we trust? After months of resilience, we have survived the virus outbreak that crippled our country. Outside those walls, it's perdition. Whatever you're doing out there, we're not feeling it in here. But the fight to save our nation from total collapse is far from over. Get down! Everybody, get down! Ruthless factions threaten to destroy the very fabric of our democracy. Roving packs of hyenas, 
Religious outcasts and depraved fascists prey on the weak and murder the innocent. For division agents still struggling to hold this country together, it's time we kick our enemies out of their castles. We will not compromise. We will never surrender. This is our defining moment. Our chance to take back our country. Our chance to shape history. Okay, and welcome back, Adam, I think. Hello. Oh, what happened then? Did you just have it set to switch off? Or no. And it just had enough? Well, I, ain't turned, I ain't turned the PC on for, like, since we recorded last time, so it must have just decided that now was the time to update, so I'll have to fanny about in that and make sure it doesn't do it again, because that kind of shit will not stand. Mm, oh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, we, we were talking about the uh, Switch lights, I think, if I recall. Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, I can't remember what you said. <laughs> uh, 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 what was I talking about? Uh, blah, you said blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. something about like, you and Rebecca, it's good for you, because you can sort of like dock it into the TV, and then you can have controllers yeah. each or something like that. Yeah, it's just out of the box, it's instant multiplayer, because or instant couch multiplayer, because you've got your two controllers. I mean, I've got a pro controller as well. Um, which is an excellent fucking controller, it has to be said. Mm. But um, it was good that you, yeah, you can just buy one, and then you got two, you know, you got your two joy joy cons you can use individually. And I like the fact that I can plug it into the dock if we're playing together, or we can both, either of us can play it in handheld. Whereas the Switch Lite wouldn't fit that for me because it's missing the features that I like about the Switch, the thing that makes it Switch. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, yeah. So, also, I wouldn't know what color to get because the gray is a bit too gray. If I bought yellow, people might think I'm a bit funny. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know how I feel about the turquoise. Yeah. Uh, are, are you uh, interested or? No, I think if I was going to get a Switch again, it would be the Switchy version as opposed to the, the, the just the basic one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to sort of like get my hands on it uh, just to see how solid it feels. Because the thing about this, the Switch the, with the detachable Joy-Cons, it still felt solid, but it kind of, it's, I always felt like it could break easily if I was too... Yeah, like, there is a tiny little bit of wiggle in them, isn't there? A little there bit is. of movement where you think, you feel solid, but I don't know if I trust you 100%. So Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, ironically, I've never taken it out of the house, and I, I, unless it's in a case, I doubt I ever will. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just put it in my backpack and meet up with my chums on a roof, you know, after we've been playing volleyball, and then we all <laughs> sit there playing it like the promotional videos. No, we'll, we'll take it to uh, like a, an indoor rock climbing place where you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a skateboarding park or something like that. Yes. It really uh, was like a tampon advert, wasn't it? That first Switch video. Look at all these things you can do. Yeah, bless them, Nintendo. Um, But who can complain about, you know, they're they're doing amazingly well. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I still got the the memory card um, when I sold my Switch. I've still got the, the memory card. I think it's like 128 gig one. Uh, yep. In case I ever do rebuy one, so I can just plug it in and because I, I bought a few games digitally, such as Zelda and uh, what did else did I buy? Was it Thump? Did I buy Thumper? Um, and uh, yeah, a couple of other games. What's that sort of wipeout type? Cloning. Fast or fast RMX? Or fast RMX. RMX. Yeah, yeah, I got that. So that was cool. And Wonder Boy as well. Um, so I've got a few digital games on there. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting. Anyway, it was one of those things that was sort of like hinted at for ages, and then mm. weirdly enough, wasn't announced at E3. It was sort of like announced afterwards, wasn't it? Um, nah, Nintendo, isn't it? They just they they just run off their own schedule. Yeah, do what they want. So yeah. um, and then they're saying that there isn't going to be like a pro version uh which makes you think that's going to come out soon isn't it because uh you know i don't know i don't know how much they'll do for a pro version because that they could fragment the whole thing too much and make it quite complicated i think at, i think the best you'd get out of a pro version is a higher resolution screen and maybe the handheld performance is uh, equal to the dock performance maybe i don't think they'll be drastic changes in power and stuff because mm. it's no, doing think, so well they don't want to piss people off too much yeah and i think it's smart as well because like this obviously this um version it's a bit probably more durable so it's going to yeah. be more aimed at you know younger people and kids and stuff like that so uh yeah we'll, we will see we'll see um have you got uh, have you got anything else that you want to chat about before we get into our gaming uh, stuff? i can't think of anything to be honest. I watched Chernobyl, but I can't remember if I mentioned that last time. Or was uh, I talking about watching it? I don't know. But I it was great and grim. Yeah. I, I know I've... Def- well, I can't remember if I mentioned it, uh, but I definitely did on the entertainment show. But yeah, it was, wasn't it? Fantastic yeah. TV show. Just... Really uh, yeah, I think that's it. I did mention it because it was sort of like you felt like the perfect antidote after uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, although, you know, I, I wasn't disappointed, particularly with Game of Thrones, like a lot of people were uh, or was. I, I, it was just, it was just uh, something that was brilliant uh, after, you know, a, 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 I suppose a show that you've been watching for years. Uh, that Just to remind you that there is other good things on TV and not to be too dis- sad and disappointed that Game of Thrones has finished. So there you go. Right, well, should we get straight into it then? Uh, I've got a few games here. And uh, so should we take it in turns? As we yeah, always do? why not? Yeah, um, yeah cool. Uh, do you want to go first or, or shall I? I can, do. I can go first. First will be a quickie anyway, and it carries on the obsessive theme of this show so far and it will be the last time it will be mentioned finally i think because i think it's been mentioned on the last two or three shows by me you and dave uh i finished spider-man i don't think i'd finished it last time we were on we recorded i think i was about 80 percent through that's it yeah yeah finished that uh yeah excellent yeah really enjoyed it uh but i've got i've got no real wish to do the dlc so i'll probably leave Mm -hmm. that stone unturned but i did everything more or less in the game um you know completed all of the different zones of the city didn't get gold medals and all the challenges but i wasn't too fussed about that but i participated and got a rank um so everything was shown as clear um and then basically just just piled through the last story missions towards the end because you sort of leave yourself with a few of those if you're like meticulously doing stuff like i was i think you played it the same way as well but you kind Mm of tidy up all the icons and then and then sort of mainline the story that's what i did uh but no excellent excellent game and uh because 
it's a Marvel property, even that's got a post mid credit stinger in it, hasn't it? So it looks like yeah. uh, there could be a future for that, maybe on the PS5, and I would be very interested to see what they do with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? I mean, um, you've got a sort of standard PS4, haven't you? Um, but but uh, yeah. you've got you've got like a, an OLED TV. So um, I don't know if it does any upscaling or anything, or you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's got its own upscale. It, it looked fucking amazing. So that, yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? And, and it's because like the HDR lighting in it as well. So I'm, I was playing it on a pro. So, but uh, I can't imagine there's a major amount of difference in in that, other than maybe a slight resolution bump. But yeah, it's uh, you think God, this looks fucking awesome, you know? And you think, oh God, you know how how good are these? these consoles these next gen consoles going to look because they're at a stage now when we've got games like god of war and spider-man just look incredible don't they you know yeah um, how how good are they gonna look on these expensive new machines i think they're going to be i think they're going to be quite pricey yeah consoles. I, I kind of i i i don't I, I well i don't know i there's going to be a uh, some graphical bump i think from where we are now but yeah. i can't see it being as massive like a, a big kind of game changer uh you know i think they're banking more on things like ssds and loading times because that's one of the things oh, that they, they... that'd be um, i'm all for that because some yeah. of the loading times now we're not we're not in spectrum territory but the, you know if you're sat we are looking at loading screens now of a couple of minutes on certain things at least you know if you load a rockstar game up for the first time dear god that thing takes a long time that is almost like a spectrum but i'd be happy if, if they could get get down to anything like what cartridges used to be like i'd be um amazed to be honest yeah, yeah um i mean I, 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 having a pc with i've got a couple of ssds in it i've got one for the operating system so it, it boots up really quickly and then i've got one for games and it's because they're quite expensive you know they're not as um as cheap as say a standard uh drive um so it's not as it's like 120 gig or something like that so i can't f- fit loads of games on whereas the the other drive i've got it's like two or three terabytes just a standard one um but if i put like say like gta 5 on there and it boots up really quickly like on the pc and everything else so that's one advantage i've seen over the years so i think if that's that's probably going to be one of the things that they they introduce is that games just load like almost instant instantaneously which will be awesome uh, i think so they've, they've got to do something because i'm assuming the game game file size is not going to go up as well so i think across the board like the 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 speed of reading data from the drive to the hard disk to the system or whatever all the technical bollocks is uh, within that has got to be a lot quicker just mm. because of, 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 of you know of the amount of data it's going to be chucking around so maybe because maybe the speed these things will run at i mean maybe you won't need like a gargant because you think at the moment like if you start with a 500 gig hard drive that can fill up in no time Oh, God, but yeah. if if but if you can transfer data from the physical media to the machine that quickly, then maybe you negate the need for such massive hard drives, possibly mm. because, mm. like you said, they are expensive. So, you know, if if you think the file size is going to increase massively, they've got to have workarounds with it because they can't stick five hundred quid's worth of of SSD in it. They've still got to do it within a budget. So, I'll be interested to see how they do it. But I think they will be pricey machines. Which people will moan about a lot, but if you look at it at the moment, um, you know people are spending over a thousand pounds on a phone. 
every year or every 18 months or two years or whatever yeah so really the, the price we pay for something that we get a lot of use out of it, it maybe every five years six years or whatever it ain't that bad no to be honest no it's uh, it's like you said it's not something like you have to upgrade it every couple of years i mean i know that we've had these sort of like interim machines like with the xbox one x and the pro yeah. but even so you, you don't have to upgrade to that uh i mean you no. haven't uh have you so um well i i, I, th- I thought the five would be coming soon and i can i can put up with my I mean, i've still got a launch one I mean, my launch night model still still chugging along sounding like a fucking harrier jump jet every now and then but it works so I did think about a pro, but thought, is there a point in getting one where I could be looking to upgrade again within 12 months or so, or 16 months or whatever? Nah, I'm not, not that bothered by it. You know, I can slum it with the slum it with the filth until then. <laughs> but as if you, I, I like the look of it, I'll be there on I'll be there on launch night again if I like the look of what they're doing. Yeah, but but even then, like you've said yourself, I mean, like with the games like Spider Man, they look awesome anyway, don't oh, they? So yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Um, right, so a, a game I finished since we last uh, spoke. I was kind of probably about halfway through it um, last time we recorded. Was Hellblade: Senua, Senua's Sacrifice? Oh, yeah. um, so, ah, uh, hmm, it's one of those. I mean, I wrote a review of it uh, for the site, which is something I'm doing now. So whenever I finish a game, I tend to write a little review, just my thoughts on it all. And um, I think on the whole, I liked it. Um, there's a few niggly things that kind of annoyed me, such as the puzzles. I thought the puzzles were a bit yeah. repetitive and boring. I mean, you've finished this, haven't you? Yeah, the puzzles came across to me, you know, the first few times is okay, but there's only really like one sort of puzzle in the game and it and it ends up almost being just filler to make the game a bit longer. And I would have been fine with less puzzles and a game that was a bit shorter, to be honest. It's not a massive game anyway, but if I could have knocked an hour and a half worth of walking around the environment looking for a shape i would have been fine with that yeah same here um i, I think that would you know maybe it was just put in as a, a bit of filler and everything mm. um graphically and everything it looks really nice uh you know it's like weighty and everything the fighting's uh simple but you know effective and it, it works yeah. quite well um on the whole, I mean, I don't generally get sort of freaked out by games very often. I think the last one that did it for me was probably Bioshock. I remember when I played that for the first time. And um, after I played it, I felt quite down. And I think it's just the general tone of Bioshock. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you you can, well, essentially kill hybrid children. But they're still children at the end of the day. You know, it's your choice. Yeah. You, you can either save them or you can uh, harvest them for your own powers and benefits and stuff. Uh, so and I, I, I did. Uh, it's one of the few games that kind of made me feel a bit sort of down after I'd played it. Because generally, you play video games to you know escape and enjoy yourself and everything. This is one of those games where because the the story is is that you know she's a, um, a Celtic warrior and uh, she is trying to get the soul of her dead lover uh, to a place and and you know so he can rest in peace and she's um got psychosis and other things and things that come out in the story and if you, it recommends you wear headphones when you play the game which i did which i did throughout and there there are voices constantly talking some of them are helping you some of them are hindering you some of them are sort of questioning what you're doing and whether you're doing the right thing um and then there's some really disturbing scenes of not gratuitous violence as such but just of 
torture and and um and it's the sound and it's the the mixture of live action um uh, you know people acting you know as well as the sort of like the the video game element of it you know and the the, the facial animation and everything i mean um what's the people that made the game uh oh bollocks uh yeah, I'll, it'll come to me in a second. They, they've got a really good sort of like uh, history of, of you know, cap, uh, motion capture and facial capture, you know, with um, Heavenly enslaved. Sword and Enslaved. Yeah, so that they've got a really good sort of thing. And this kind of thing, it takes it to another level. You know, you can tell that they've kind of perfected that. Just found it really, um, really difficult to play in it, because, like I said, it was quite disturbing. And but and although the gameplay, I mean, elements of the of it aren't perfect what i would say in its favor is that the it made me think about my own sort of like not to be too serious about it but it did make me think a little bit about my own mental health and my own sort of like you know uh how i've you know in the past bottled things up and how that's affected me and then i've you know gone into a shell and um not necessarily heard voices as such like she has but sort of you know you 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 you, I don't know. You just feel. Uh, I'm not getting this across very well, but it, I, I think I wrote it down better when I read my wrote my Ninja Theory. That that's the, that's the people who make. You know, it kind of just made me feel like you. Although you don't hear voices to such the extent that she does. You know, you d- you definitely when you're in a certain frame of mind of where I've been a certain frame of mind in the past. You know, and, and I, I have felt down about life or whatever and you you know you you, you, you not again not voices but, but you you sort of like here you're having conversations with yourself and um sorry, my like daughter recognize your own thoughts almost or thought processes and in, in the voices that mm. yeah it, it's all right my daughter's just walked in as i'm trying to make a very serious point <laughs> Go and say hello well you kind of are because the microphone's on you can say hello Oh, you can say goodnight. Go on, then. No, if you want shy, if you had a good time. Okay, good night then. Let's kiss. Oh. Night night. Bye bye. See you later. Okay. Tell me later. No, no, you can't watch YouTube. Oh, no, iPad. Good. Bye. (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry. Oh god. Anyway, um, it's all right because this um, generally you wouldn't be in my with my old microphone. You wouldn't have heard that, but um, my headset. But now I think you can hear fucking everything that's going. Anyway, yeah, so no, no crafty wank now. No, there definitely is. There's no sneaky farts either. Um, so it, it's one of those where the, the point I think I was trying to make was when I've been in a sort of a, you know, a, a state of mind where I've been quite down about myself and then you start to question everything and you start to feel quite negative and down about yourself. And I have, I, you know, I, I, and I think this is one of the things that I can kind of credit the game if it, it it allows people to open up a bit more about their own, you know, personal uh, situations or things that they've been through in the past, then, then I can only commend it for that. But, you know, there's been times where, I've been at my lowest points and I've been driving down the motorway and I've thought nobody would give a shit if I wasn't here or, you know, if I just let go of the steering wheel and went off the side of the road, nobody would care. You know, and that's at my lowest point. I haven't felt like that for a very, very long time. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I've 
had counselling in the past for I've been in a I've married before and didn't work out and uh it did it knocked me about physically and mentally you know lost a load of weight went down to like nine stone um you know I'm 13 and a half stone now and I'm you know what I mean so it's kind of like uh and it's like um you know I was on antidepressants for a little while and 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 I think there's 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 quite a big taboo still even though there's so many charities and so many you know uh there's more now than there was before about you know mental health as people people are encouraged to talk about their feelings and how they are and everything else um but I still think that there is a taboo around it you know I think there's there's still you know um so if I I can commend the game although it has failings in one respect in terms of the gameplay if it helps people to if it helps one person to sort of like talk to somebody about how they feel then that's a good thing so yeah. uh, you know um yeah um i i would recommend it i don't think it'll be for everybody um no, but it's, it, it's, it's you can't it's not a fun game to play then that, that's not the point is it it's it's worth playing but i, I found it exhausting just that constant barrage it, it, it's a really tiring experience to play it mm-hmm. Um, and it almost seems weird to even use the term play because, but it is a game at the end of the day. But its its message is, is more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's it, it's almost not to be enjoyed. It, it feels weird to get joy out of playing, out of playing that, or it did for me anyway. Yeah. So I, I, the perfect antidote for me, um, and I'll talk about this in in a bit more detail, you know, when it comes around to me again, was Astrobot, which is the total opposite of the game in as much as the that yeah it's like they're both good games but they don't they have obviously very different experiences you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't uh, think either character will be dlc in the other game <laughs> i think that's that's very true so um but there you go um so uh what have you what else have you got uh, another game that myself and Rebecca finished is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. Well, I know you were playing it last time you said, but I didn't know you you were close to finishing it. And uh, um, t- tell me about that. How was it in the end? <sighs> yeah, many hours have been pumped into that. So, um, well, I say finished. We've, we've finished the story. Um, we did all the four Divine Beasts. Sorry, I muted myself there by accident. <laughs> Uh, what, what was going on? Where is your mute, by the way? Because I've got a mute on this now, which is I never had on my other headset. But you, you know, you have to actually touch the microphone and press it, and it's uh, it's like you know. But is your where is your mic mute? I've got a little doobry on a on a thingy bob on the wire, and I just put my hand on my lap, and it, uh, I just knocked it by accident because I'm a uh, buffoon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, we we, we finished the story. I mean, Rebecca's still playing it. Um, I think we're up to 108 shrines that we've done now. Um, there's a few bits and bobs to go out in the game still, but um, I think I think we could, when we completed it, we were around about 80 about 80 shrines because she's done a lot of exploring. I tend to do the shrines, a fair bit of the fighting. If you know I wanted to move something on, then I'd grab the controller and just do a couple of missions because I like to move the story forward every now and then. But she likes to wander around um she thinks it's probably the best game she's ever played i really enjoyed it but not to the point of what most people's thoughts on the game were where, where 
you know, it seemed to be universally like everyone was saying, oh, best game I've ever played, best open world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I'm not sure it is. Um, I, I think I said this in, I think we, I think I said this in a chat. I, I don't want to use the, the phrase boring because it, it, it probably is too harsh, but there were times playing it where it was a little dull. I think mm. there's areas that are, are lacking. Uh, the main one for me, because I'm I'm very story focused uh, person when it comes to gaming. You know, I like a good story, and this gives you so little. And even when you've completed it and found all your memories and stuff, there's still not much there, really. That you know, that you make up your own bits by playing it. But I, the actual plot is paper thin. The characters are paper thin. The voice acting's awful on some of the people, especially Zelda. Mm. Um, that didn't impress me. And I, I think at a point, I was looking at the map, and I was thinking, right, this map is now full of icons of things that we've found and we've done. And I appreciated the fact that you have to go out and look for stuff, but it's like I suddenly started seeing beyond the mechanics of the game and thought, well, it is just the same as loads of open world games apart from you just have to find the icons to put on the map as opposed to the icons being there to start off with which you know th- there is a limited amount of different things you can do um and they repeat a lot so like the little you find these little kurok seeds that you use to um gain extra slots for your equipment and there's something stupid like 900 of them in the game yeah uh, but there's like only there's 900 of them but there's about 12 different things you've got to do to actually get the seeds so for instance pretty much on the top of every mountain there'll be a rock you pick it up seed pops up saying that you found them there's loads of areas where you'll see three trees and right next to each other and you have to make the fruit on the match or something by picking fruit off the trees or there'll be a circle in the water that you've got to swim through or something to throw a rock in and by the time you've done the same thing like the 20th time you, it's when you just start it's like you know in Resident Evil when you start seeing the cogs of the game turning in the background and it turns mm. then it turns into that shooter but you know it doesn't take away from the first few hours when you're scared shitless but when you start seeing the game work as a game it starts to take a bit of the shine off it I got a bit like that with Zelda yeah and I realized you know there, there isn't that many you know what it's lacking for me yeah there's lots of big wide open spaces but there's not that many villages or towns or people to interact with in any kind of deep way you can have a conversation maybe get a little quest but there's never really any relationships built between any of the characters at all in fact mm. and uh i don't know when i started seeing little things like that it kind of started to take the shine off it a bit i mean it is still an excellent game but for me as weird and as weird considering how long we've spent playing it wasn't as involving as other games that I have played character-wise and plot-wise and and that. I mean, but, you know, the, the tools and the things you can muck around with are excellent in play, in places, but I don't know. I, I couldn't have it up there near the top for me, I don't mm. think. But Rebecca, interestingly, said that she thought it was one of the best games she <laughs> ever played. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. She's never really done uh, many open worlds before. I mean, she's, she's had a dick about on uh, GTA Five when I was playing that, and she likes, again, just getting in a car and seeing where she can go or where she can't go and just looking around. Um, so Zelda's like the perfect game for her in that respect because there is always things to do and see everywhere, but I see the repetition in sequences, whereas she doesn't see that as, as much. So 
it drew her in better than that, uh, better than I did me for that. So, yeah, she loves it. I think it's a very good game. Stroke, an excellent game, but it's not. It, like if I if I had to do a top five or a top ten, it probably it wouldn't be in there. I don't think. Mm, but it doesn't take away from the fact it is very good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, the sequels is it a sequel? A full sequel or uh, like it's not DLC? I don't think because it was no, te- teased yeah. at. Uh, at uh, oh, what's it called? E three. E three. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was teased there, wasn't it? So it kind of looks yeah. the same, doesn't it? <laughs> to be fair, it, look, right. it looks the same. But I'm wondering if they'll they'll do what they did with uh, Majora's Mask compared to. Um... What's the what's the other one on the Nintendo sixty four called? Uh, oh, you've put me on the fucking spot now, and I can't remember. S- uh, uh, shit! <laughs> at us. Oh God! Uh, the whistle of the whistle of fate. No. <laughs> oh my God! How can we? Ocarina of Time. Fuck me. Yes, the one. Yeah. Um, in the same way that um, Majora's Mask was totally different from Ocarina of Time. I'm hoping they'll do a similar thing with a sequel to this, that it'll be, you know, there'll be something in it that makes it like a much different game. Cause I don't think you could just have another game wandering around the same Hyrule again. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, I'm glad you finished it. So, um, but you've got no oh, desire yeah. to go back to it. Oh no. I'll still, you know, if she's playing it, I'll still watch it. Or if she's, you know, got a shrine, a couple of shrines to do or something, I'll still do them, you know, but you know, it's a good game. It is actually quite a good game just to sit there for half an hour and see if you can find anything. Weirdly, it, yeah, I'm probably going against what I've just said, but just for me, it's it's not proper high echelon level entertainment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a. It's kind of a quickie now, I guess. Uh, again, wrote a review of it. Um, we were kindly supplied with a code from Konami. Bless them. Um, mm. And this is for the Contra Anniversary Collection. So they've done a few of these. Yes. Uh, there's, yeah. there's Castlevania one, and then there's an arcade one, which has got a few things on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so Contra, for people who don't know, is a side-scrolling sort of like uh, run and gunner shoot 'em up uh which has started out on the arcade and then was made on different systems um i probably connect with it closer on the um snes with um super probo tector uh, yeah. as it's called yeah uh it's called a uh, contra 3 in america uh, but there's some slight differences in as much as the in america the the characters were like human whereas they changed them to robots in yeah. europe you can't uh, shoot humans in Europe, just robots. Yeah, oh, that bollocks. So, which is a bit strange, I have to say. Um, so, this contains, uh, let me just tell you. So, there's Contra, the original arcade, Super Contra, uh, Contra on the NES, on the Famicom, Super C on the NES, Contra 3 on the SNES, uh, Game Boy Operation C, Contra Hardcore on the Mega Drive, uh, Super Pro Protector, Probotector, which is a Mega Drive game. And then there's like, um, you know, digital book and all that kind of stuff then there's like different facts about the game then there's japanese versions of uh, some of those games as well so it's a decent package for for what you get for your money um so and i, I played through all of them because i hadn't played all the contras uh <laughs> I, I mean i'm old enough to remember when contra was finished all of them or you just no god no i say you mentalist no <laughs> no although i did finish super pro protector on the snes when i was younger um now i can barely get off the first level uh <laughs> 
So, I mean, they, they, they are notoriously hard. But the, one of the other things as well, good things about the game is uh, uh, at the time I would have played that when it was 50 hertz and like a PAL version with borders, but it offers the 50 hertz and the 60 hertz versions for you to play. So, and it's interesting, sort of like that jump and just how much faster the game runs. Um, so, no, it, it was it was a nice nostalgic kind of look back at, um, at games and, uh, you know, um, like I said, I'm old enough to remember when on the uh, Spectrum that, um, like, uh, it was called Grizzle. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I remember that. It wasn't called Contra, it was, and and I remember that they ripped off. It was basically the, the cover art, which I think was by Bob Wakelin. Um, they basically ripped off Alien uh, from you know from the movie, uh, and also um, St- uh, Sil- uh, Schwarzenegger from uh, what's it called? Um, predator so you know so it's kind of um that that was interesting but no good games you know what i mean it's it's one of those where they're kind of timeless games just but they're balls hard yeah so yeah well worth checking out yeah i'd have dabbled in that as well and um oh you got the switch version yeah yeah uh for me weirdly because um the one that sticks out to me is the game boy one because i actually had that on the original game boy i think it's the only version i've actually ever owned so I, I had to play through that again, and uh, yeah, it was harder than I remember. I did complete it back into there, mm. um, but yeah, I'm I remember looking at the SNES one with, uh, yeah, that was one of those things when I had my Amiga, the the Contra Three or Super Probotector. Uh, yeah, that used to make me a little bit jealous, to be honest, because there wasn't really the equivalent game that was that quick and smooth on the Amiga, to be fair. Mm. So that was one of those that I looked at with envious eyes. But no, I've had dabbles here and there um, on different things, but the only one I've owned was Game Boy. But yeah, I've always enjoyed what I've played. Them. And, uh, mm. yeah, re- good collection, a nice thorough collection. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another game I've got to review um, in the near future, which is basically a, a sort of indirect sequel to to the SNES uh, versions. It's called Blazing Chrome, um, which it, yes. yeah, and that's uh, so I've got uh, a review to write of that, and I might even do a little video of it because uh, for the first time I've played it for like four minutes, but I've watched yeah. a few videos, uh, so I want to jump into it. But it, it, it is basically a Contra game, and uh, but you know made for today do you know what i mean but yeah. it, it it looks and retains all of the sort of like the graphics and the the mode 7 effects and all that kind of stuff so i'm looking forward to to checking that one out and playing uh playing that soon um so there you go over to you um yeah one i actually forgot to put down on my list because um i'm an idiot um cuz it was on playstation plus i uh Downloaded, played, and completed uh, Detroit Become Human. Ooh. Mm. What do you think? Because <laughs> it's a uh, uh, David Cage is divisive, isn't he? So, like, with he Heavy is, Rain but... and um, what's the other one he did? Uh, Two, uh, Souls. Two Souls. Two yeah. Souls, yeah. Yeah, because David Cage does fancy himself as, a, as like, an auteur filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And the fact is he, he writes terrible scripts, um, which are pretty damn obvious where they're going half the time many things he does terribly and i was fully willing or fully willing fully expecting to despise it but i think it caught me at the right time just after we'd um finished spider-man and and got to the end point of zelda which was you know they're not two small games um that i quite 
surprisingly enjoyed Detroit, to be fair. Mm. Um, yeah, as I said, it's like a, a third-person, I suppose, role-playing game is the closest, because it's not really an action game. Uh, there's not that much action in it. Uh, where you play three characters in a in a future where androids um, are f- everywhere and have taken over uh, jobs, etc. Um, very much like the story of um, oh, what's that? What's that Channel Four series that was on a few years ago or a couple of years ago? Uh, it's got that woman in it who Gemma Chan. Uh, is it called Too? Not Too Human. Human. Uh... Becoming. Not becoming human because that's what I'm talking about. Uh, what's it called? Can't remember. But there's a series. I think it was around for three series or four series. Um, yeah, that, that's, what's, that's what I mean. Like for all David Cage's, oh, we're going to take you into a future where this has happened. And I thought, hold on, I watched that on telly last year. Mm, humans, was, is that it? Humans, yeah. It's very similar to the plot of Humans. In fact, all of it's exactly the same as the plot of Humans. In, mm. in so Each part of, uh, each character's got a part that's very much like Humans. Um but I, yeah, I quite liked it, and it's one of these, it's one of these games that is. I like the fact that it's got all these different moral choices and different routes that you can take with your characters, and after each chapter, it shows you the path you took through, and shows you all of the other choices you could have made uh, to get to different endings, which it doesn't show the endings because that would spoil it. I appreciate all of that choice. You know, I like all the effort that's been put in to make all these diverging multiple paths through the game. But it's pointless on me because I will not go back and play it any other way, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's yeah, any, every game like that, it's like I appreciate the choice, but I'm not really interested in seeing what those choices were because how I played it is how I want to play it. So the ending I got is the ending I deserve because that's what I chose. So I won't go back and try and change anything. That's the story I've got in the game because I like stories in games. So the choices are kind of wasted on me, but I appreciate they're there because it gives me something to think about and do while I'm playing the game. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say graphically it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely banging in places. It's a very good looking game. Mm. Um, and yeah, I did, I didn't mind the characters and I, yeah, there's some clunky dialogue, there's some clunky scenes, uh, but I quite enjoyed it. What I liked most actually was that, because it's split up into all these chapters where you'll be swapping characters each chapter, they're often really, really short. So it could be like 10 minutes to 20 minutes per chapter, bar the last couple, which last a bit longer. But it was really good just to sit there and, um, you know, play for 20 minutes and I could actually make a bit of progress, which is which is kind of good for me, you know, if I've got limited time. So, yeah, I think it just hit me at the right time, but, yeah. Have you, have you played it? No, no, I'm intrigued by it. I have to say, um, I, I think I don't know if I own it. Um, it's one of those because I did some game sharing with Wayne, um, funnily enough. And um, yeah, I think we may own it. So I'm, I'm, I will play it at some point. Um, Colm, got a Colm Sheridan. Uh, he, he's doing some writing for us, and he wrote a sort of like a, a first impressions preview of it because he's been playing through it, and I think he quite liked it as well. Um, yeah. So I think it's one of those that because you know heavy rain and um, 
Beyond Two Souls and and whatever people, like I said, that's why he's divisive. When people sort of think, oh, it's another David Cage game, they automatically make their mind up about it. But from what I hear, and is that this is actually pretty decent and it's pretty good. And graphically, I remember watching a, I think it was a Digital Foundry video of it, and like the face facial stuff is spot on. Like you know, all the pores and you know, this sort of like the everything about the faces looks awesome. From what I've yeah, the, the, the lighting and the materials and some of the environments, they're, they're really, you know, proper top notch, you know, right up there with anything that you've seen. And yeah, the story's a bit, a bit, you know, obvious in places, but I don't know, it just had a, enough. You know, sometimes you just want to watch something that's a bit shit, you know where it's going, but it just entertains you. I think yeah. that's exactly what the, probably wasn't what David Cage was thinking. He wanted people to sit there and think deeply about it afterwards i think that's why yeah. people don't like, like it. blade runner or something yeah he thinks he's making a blade runner when in fact he's making uh an equivalent of blade runner that's not quite as good <laughs> yeah. i was trying to think of something then as well. <laughs> yeah, I put myself in a corner then <laughs> uh, never mind um but, you know, end of the day it was free so, well free if you're a subs- ps plus subscriber so if you got it may as well play it yeah Awesome. Uh, right, where where am I going with this? So, um, I've been playing a fair bit of the Division Two. Um, yeah, I know he's sort of like, oh god. No, 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 it's more of a. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I I've said I think I've said this before that I wouldn't necessarily play this on my own. It's, for, it's totally a co-op game for me. I only ever play yeah. it when I, I play it with Wayne um, because it's a game where we can jump into it. And we can play it for sort of like half an hour to an hour and just switch off to a certain degree. Uh, it's a third person uh, action adventure with well, very basic role playing elements. There's a loot aspect to it where you get different weapons, you can upgrade your weapons, you get different skills and perks, you can upgrade those. Uh, you can get different gear, you can upgrade those. There's a lot going on with this game that, um, and almost to a point where it. it it can be quite overwhelming with everything that is going on with it. Um, and even so where I'm saying to Wayne, I'm thinking, what, what are we doing now? Where, what's happening with all this? And because you, you're constantly getting gear. I mean, in some ways, I suppose you could, it's a bit like Diablo three, you know, you're constantly getting new stuff and it's color coded. So, you know, if you get a green, it's okay. But then if you get a, a blue or a purple it's great then if you get a gold it's like oh my god and you do you know you, you, you play those games and and i remember playing destiny and you sort of you know you you, you pick up a crate or, or whatever and you see the color of it and you automatically go oh my god it's a purple you know and and it's ridiculous when you're sort of thinking about when you know you, you sit down and think about it but um when you start to get into it, it, it it's you know you do get get into it and in, in that respect um so there's a lot going on you know in terms of the game and the one thing i would say about it is that i think if you, you do it's good that you can play it for sort of like you know half an hour to an hour but i would love to play it for longer you know before we had kids and everything else we'd have been playing this all all night you know into the early hours but now because we're tired and everything else you know you play it for an hour and it's great but you, i'd love to play it more because you go out and you do a few missions and there's loads of things you can do. There's like side missions. There's things that you can just do walking around the map, you know. And then there's main missions and all. And apparently, the game doesn't even really start until you get to level thirty, um, you know, because you level up and all that kind of stuff. I think we're on like level thirteen or fourteen at the minute. So um, 
and at the at that point you then can upgrade your character to a specific thing so it like you know what i mean the game doesn't really it's it's one of those service games i guess you want to yeah. call it where, where it's like you know you can't you constantly have to play it to to get the most out of it which again i've got no, no problem with necessarily because you know if if you enjoy it then what's the problem you know what i mean i don't see why it should be criticized particularly um so but my only issue with it that we talked about this earlier on the loading times to get into the game it takes fucking ages and i think obviously because it's an open world and there's lots of people you know other players that you can help you can call them to help you you know if you're in a party then nobody bothers you particularly but you can bump into other people and you can help them and all that kind of stuff so there's there's an element of there i suppose it has to load in all of these different things but it it would be nice if it just did it really like a, a lot quicker than it already does um then there's the other thing as well is that you go out you do your missions and you you know you get all your bits and pieces you find new gear you find all this that and the other and then it t- it tells you go out, go and see this person, go and see that person, and then you can spend like half an hour just faffing around with your stuff, and it's like, you know, that's the only thing with it, I suppose. Again, it's not necessarily criticism, but it's just like you need time to not just play the game, but to manage your inventories and your stuff, yeah. and and do all of that kind of stuff, and then deciding which way you want to upgrade your character, which perks you want to give him, or do this, which you know. It's a really, really good game. It really is. It's a really fun third-person uh, shooter. And we've played, thinking about it, uh, you know, what, the first time I've played online was with Wayne on the Xbox 360, I think the Call of Duty 2. And then we played a lot of Ubisoft games, such as Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter. We played those games to death. So this is just a more advanced version of that. Yeah. So we've played Ubisoft games for a long time, like at least 10 years. Um and yet we're still playing them. And I think, you know, it's that's, I suppose, testament to, to the game itself. Um, it's a fun game. It's not going to change the world. I appreciate it again, like Hellblade. It's not going to be for everybody. Um, but for a game where, you, you know, if you get excited about loot, you like shooting things. Uh, it looks stunning as well. I mean, it does look the part. Uh, it's a beautiful looking game in places, uh, especially when that HDR lighting kicks in and all that kind of stuff. It does look great. But I, I couldn't wholeheartedly recommend it to somebody if they're just going to play it on their own. I'm sure, you know, you could get some, you know, get something out of it if you just played it on your own. But for me, it's it's like, I suppose like Destiny. It's a game you play with friends. You know, it's not something that I would say go out and get it because, you know, you probably wouldn't be as, uh, as, as interested in it. But, um, but yeah, I like my third-person shooters. And particularly, yeah. uh, it, it does work well in terms of, the AI, it's not just dumb. You do, you know, that there are different enemies. Some just, some run at you, you know, because they've got melee weapons. But then there are others that will will flank you. And then listening to their dialogue and that when they say, you know, oh, he's coming around the side or, you know, you're right, you do this and you do that. And it does, you do get into it surprisingly. You do feel quite engaged with it and you do start to get into it. And and when you do a level, which is, because it, you know, it, it tells you on the map, which is vast, huge map of washington i'd love to know sort of like how true to scale it is in terms of uh you know the size and everything else and probably not true to scale in terms of you know if you actually put it right next to a a, you know a a map of washington but as far as i know because i've never been but all of the the you know i suppose the the you know the iconic sort of like uh landscapes and uh what do you call them Landmarks. 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 Yeah. They're all they're all there, you know. So it's it's cool that you kind of start off in um 
you know, the, the White House, and then that becomes a base of operations. Then you can go off, and there's loads of other places, you know. Um, it's cool, you know, and and so I like that about it. And um, yeah, it's a, it is a really fun game, but in co-op. But it, and it's it's yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I like the idea of it, but like you said, I don't, I don't you know I don't play online with anyone, so it probably wouldn't. I'll probably wouldn't get anything like you know the maximum what the game's offering out of it so same with all of these sort of uh, games as services i mean anything like destiny and that i like the idea of them but i don't have the time mm. or really the people to play with to you know get the most out of them so i kind of stayed away from them for that reason really but i don't i don't dislike the concept as such but it's just when every game suddenly starts to jump on the same bandwagon that's what i don't like because it's mm. like there's enough room for everything yeah so stop you know but everything went battle royale for a while and it's like you don't have to not everything has to have a battle royale yeah and i think games are starting to move away from it i don't think the next, the new card's going to have that in it um which the last one did so i think they've realized it i mean like you know you've got PUBG and Fortnite, Fortnite yeah. uh, and I think just you know Fortnite, it, nothing can touch it at the moment, can it? Um, no. So it, it's like people are starting to realise. Well, what's the point? Let's just do our own thing. So, but we'll see anyway. It's. Yeah. Uh, it, I think we said it before. There's something you know people moan about video games, and uh, I just think there's something for everybody. You don't yeah. have to play everything, and you don't have to like everything. Do you know what I mean? And it, so it's. So rather than just criticise it, you know, because some people like really enjoy it, just just let let people be happy and just find whatever you like and play that because it's still there, it's out there for you. Crack yeah, on. exactly, exactly. Uh, there you go. I've got two more games left, and they're VR games. Ooh, I don't know. Have um, you got many left? I've got. I'm going to skip that one because I think I'll wait till next time. I haven't finished that yet. I've got one. I've got one, two. I've got four. Uh, one of them you're going to talk about, so that essentially makes it three, Ooh. and one of them won't be short anyway. Um, actually, this one won't be particularly long either. Um, Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch. Ooh, I didn't um, know you got this. Um... Yeah, bought that, uh, mainly because I heard it had a nice little campaign in it, like a little uh, single-player um like Mario game hidden away in it. Well, that's not really hidden away. There is there is a plot to the game. It's you know, I tell you what, it's a fucking deep plot. You know, really nuanced and mm-hmm. full of twists and turns. Basically, a dog was a dickhead and it destroyed Peach's castle. And you have to rebuild it by playing levels, okay, earning earning coins, and then you spend coins. But what it basically gives you is about a hundred Mario levels, um, alleged all made within Mario Maker itself but I have I have read there's a couple of things that it does that aren't available to the making element of the game um, but I'd heard that it, it was it was a good Mario game in its own right just on that portion because every level is supposed to teach you something or show you something you can do it means that the variety in the levels is you know good like a Mario game should be because if, if you go back to the other 2D Mario games at the moment like the new Super Mario Brothers series they do follow pretty much the same the same path the whole way through. So you you know you know you're going to have a whole world of ice. You'll have an underwater one. You'll have a ghost house one. You'll have a a fire world or whatever a desert one. It, you know there's standard Mario tropes that it just covers. So playing one, I played um when we played me and uh, Becca played New Super Mario Brothers on the Switch. 
I found my old uh, DS Lite, and I had new Super Mario Brothers on that. Mm. It's virtually bloody the same. So they've yeah. been basically <laughs> making the same game for the last 10 years. Yeah. But at least with this, it's different. And um, there's loads of different graphical styles in the game. So everything from the original uh, Super Mario on the NES all the way up to uh, Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, all of those graphical styles are represented um, across all the different levels and there's a few mix-ups here and there where you'll get you know baddies from mario 3 popping up in uh new super mario brothers it's nice to see the super S, super mario world um art style get a, another walk around as well because that was kind of a one-off as well that was like the last the last 2d game where it looked unique i think um nothing quite looks like uh super mario world on the on the super NES. But it is, it's is—it's a really good little campaign. The, the levels aren't the longest, some of them. They could just be random time challenges where you, you've got one room and you've got some weird thing to uh, sort out. Um, I've lost my chain of thought there. <laughs> you, might have, you might have a time limit to kill 30, you know, 30 enemies using something, uh, some weapon or some switch or something. But each level's like that. It's like a little mini... Um, example of a game mechanic. Um, mm. There are levels that still go from A to B and are as long as a regular Mario level, but it's a it's a really nice little campaign. There's loads of diff- those different difficulty levels, and every level's pretty much unique. So that was really nice to play. What I haven't done yet is any kind of creative thing in it at all. <laughs> I haven't even looked at that yet. We mainly we mainly bought it just for the story mode, but at some point I'll have a little dabble. I think in the uh, in the creative mode. I've had a look at a few levels um because obviously you can play other people's levels that's the whole point of it is that people make levels upload them you can download them and play and uh, the only problem i can find with that is that it still suffers with that nintendo don't get online gaming at all still mm. so finding the good ones is a bit fucking random to be fair uh, so you have to, I'm relying on internet articles written about this level's really fucking good. So I'll have a look at that one because otherwise it's just top rated. It doesn't, there's no, doesn't seem to be any, um, no grouping them together into what kind of levels they are or how hard they actually are or anything like that. It's, it's a bit, bit of a, bit of a mishmash there, unless I'm missing something, but yeah, it's a bit, bit weird to navigate to find the, uh, the delicious steak from the festering shit pile. Mm. Is it um, easy to get into games and download them? Uh... Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, surpri- surprisingly easy. You you literally go to the. There is an option of, of browsing online. There's there's like top rated, most played, and a couple of other sections, and you literally scroll through and click download, and then you 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 play it straight away. So it only takes like five seconds to sort of choose a level, download a level, and play a level. That's the one. The one good thing about the Switch is when they do do stuff like that, it's a mess to navigate. But at least when you found something, it's quick. Mm. It's, it's the same with um, like <laughs> I'll keep noticing that there's you get loads of game updates now. So if you plug something in you haven't played for a while, there's an update available, and I've still got my PlayStation Four brain in my head where it's like, oh fuck me, there's an update, and you look and it's like, oh, it's a 25 gig update or a 50 gig update and it's like that's going to take a while and then you're like oh god zelda's got to update and it's like six meg yeah <laughs> something yeah. stupid like that and it's like yeah oh that was that was painless 
Yeah, it was like um, the I remember with the Xbox 360 when they started to do their Wednesday, you know, arcade games or whatever. Mm. And I think they had a rule that they could only be 50 meg or something like that. They couldn't yeah. be big, you know, large games. Um, obviously, that's all gone out the window now. But yeah, it is. Um, it's cool that I mean, I remember that about the Switch as well, that the, the updates weren't particularly big or you know you, you sit down and you think oh shit but it, it just kind of did it didn't it do you know what i mean yeah it's nice to see a bar that says updating software you know 10 seconds remaining yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine oh, cool. i didn't know it got a story mode so that's that's interesting but yeah uh, it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a good little mario campaign it's a really mm. good little mario campaign quite taxing in places but um it's got a good difficulty curve and you can choose you tend to get levels given to you in bundles of like between six and eight no, not between six and eight because that would just be seven so <laughs> you, yeah you tend to get little bundles of six seven or eight and um they've all got like difficulty ratings so you can attack them in any in, in any order you want at all to be fair as well mm, cool um right uh, my last two vr games then so uh, i'll talk about um blood and truth first Ooh. um <laughs> i've got that on my list i've played that as well but only for half an hour so i'll uh, let you let you go on that one okay well so um i mentioned this briefly last time because if you remember i only recently got um vr psvr so i was kind of just uh, dabbling with bits and pieces whereas like obviously now i've although it's it's i have to say it's a bit fucking hot to put a vr headset on your head <laughs> yeah it does make your eyeballs sweat a bit um, it? yeah it. i did it the other night because i wanted to play a bit more astro bot and i did it for like half an hour i thought fuck my head was sweating like anything <laughs> um so yeah it was uh, i have uh, i've really enjoyed blood and truth I think there's about 20 levels, maybe something like that. Um, And they're relatively, you know, uh, short in as much as that, you know, you can play them for a a little bit and then move on to something else. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a first person shooter essentially in VR. So, you know, I think I said to you before, you know, you can hold like twin pistols, like John Woo style, you know, you can get a machine gun and sort of hold the move controllers as if you're holding a machine gun, you load your, your gun by, you know, uh, getting the move controllers and as if you put in a, a clip in a, a real pistol and because you're in VR it, it feels like that's exactly what you're doing whereas if you watch somebody do it they look ridiculous um so I, I got to a point where I think I was on level 17 and uh wasn't that a group hey uh, level se- heaven 17 oh yes yes I'm it was level level 42. level 42 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I got to a point where I'd got, like, I think three levels left to go. And I I was getting out of a lift. Uh, you know, it's it's a very tactile game, as you can imagine in VR. You do a lot with your hands and you do, you know, you, you're constantly picking things up and grabbing things and doing things. The one thing I wished it would have done was have, like, almost a fighting mechanic to it to a certain, you know what I mean? Because you've got yeah. your fists, you, you know, you can pick up guns, you can pick up objects, you can do that. But one thing you can't do is if a bad guy comes up close to you, which tends to happen, you can't punch them in the face, which would have been nice. Yeah, it's a shame. You should have lamps up or punch them in the balls. Yeah, and would have helped me considerably at this point (laughs) in time because I was in a a lift um, for one reason or another. I stopped playing, you know, shut it off. It was late at night or something else. And uh, I went to load the game up the following day and for some reason all my guns had disappeared so 
<laughs> the two guns I'd got on my shoulders, um, the shotgun, the, the machine gun, the two pistols I got in my um, my holsters, because that's another cool thing. You actually like put the guns in your holster, like as if you would in real life, you know, um, and then you get them out of your holster using the move controllers, which is cool. But everything had gone. I'd got no weapons whatsoever. And the lift opens and you are confronted by a shitload of bad guys uh, some of them whom shoot at you, uh, some of whom throw grenades at you. So I then proceeded to spend about two hours ducking behind a pillar, dodging gunfire. And it is like you actually, you can literally do, like dodge it by sort of like cre- creeping behind, uh, you know, a, a wall or a pillar or something like that uh, or a crate. Um, getting shot because, you, you know, you, you're not totally invulnerable. You know, they can still sort of like come around the the corner and shoot at you to a point where you're almost dead waiting and hoping and praying that somebody would, th- would throw a grenade that I would then be able to catch in my hand. Cause you can do that to throw back. So it would hopefully take out a few bad guys. I spent, like I said, about two hours doing this uh, in the vain hope because I can see in the distance, like not far away, but, but it, you know, in the middle of, I'm confronted by all these bad guys, but I can see that there's some weapons on a table. If only I could get to them, I could get to, you know, I could get past this point in the game, but I couldn't. And I just gave up in the end. Now, unfortunately, although you can replay levels. So I thought, okay, I'll replay the previous level and then it will take me to the, the, you know, that bit again. Well, no, the, the game just stops because you've only replayed that small section and it doesn't take you to the next stage it's it's you only replay that small uh, section right you literally replay that level it goes back to the menu yep and i'm like <laughs> fuck me i've been playing this game for five hours maybe something like that and then now i have to restart the whole fucking thing so i couldn't even like just um i had to uninstall it um delete my save so I've actually literally had to start all over again. Now, I haven't done that because I can't be asked with it. I suppose the one thing in its favour is that obviously in VR, with VR games, you know, like I said, things everything's tactile. So, you know, you'll pick up a, 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 I don't know, a cup that's just on a table because you can. And you'll you'll hold it in your hand. You'll look at it, you know, and then you'll throw it on the floor or you'll do whatever. I won't be doing any of that shit. I will literally be flying through the game because I want to finish it. And I've really enjoyed it. It's a really cool first person shooter, um, you know, and it, because it's in 3D, it just it's daft as a brush. You don't really know what I mean? It's it, the story is not deep at all. It's it's just a an action sort of a, almost spy gangster hybrid type game. Um and but it's fun, you know, and it's just a, a, a silly shooter, but it's a real it's a whole lot of fun in VR. So you've played it for half an hour, so you've probably just done the initial like uh, level where you're an SAS yeah. uh, operative and there's a chase and you have to infiltrate infiltrate a place and then there's a, a car chase. Have you done the car chase yet? And Yeah, I did that and I think I did the first uh a couple of bits afterwards where it's mainly speaking. Um but I, I, I don't know what it was. It, I, it, this was only on Monday, I think. Um, I think my camera for my PlayStation as well wasn't quite the right angle because things were going a bit wibbly wobbly. Uh, if I went, if I tried to reach out too far, but that's because I've been standing up playing something, whereas I sat down playing this, and I, I just bounced off it. I just thought, no, I can't be asked. So I know I'll like it, but I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it when I played it the other night. I think. Mm. 
So yeah. I'll go probably go back to that in the next next week or so because I think I'll be the, just in the mood for it. I think but yeah, I went in the mood for a shooty game. I don't think on mm. Monday when I was playing it. That's that's yeah. all. It's no no uh, quality problem there. It's just yeah, not what I wanted to play at the time. Mm. And it is a very look, good looking game in VR. Mm. I think um, one of the things I've noticed because I had PSVR when it came out um, originally and then sold it roughly a year after after I'd had it and and then had a year off is that. The level of quality, I think, has improved considerably in terms. Of, yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. I think you know, but you can still see graphically that it it has improved. You know, um, and and it's 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 one of the better looking VR games. But then I think the thing with VR games is that um, it, like for me, Astrobot is a fucking awesome looking game. But it's yeah. it's all to do with the the type of game it is do you know what i mean so um but anyway uh, enough of that i'll talk about astrobot in a minute what have you got uh what have i got let's go with uh well how much do i say um i played vacation simulator in playstation vr there will be a there will be a review popping up at some point on the website um, I, yeah, do I want to say anything about it? Do you know what? I don't know if I do. People can read, <laughs> people can read the review instead. Okay. I think. It's a, it's a um, tease. And a, uh, have you played Job Simulator? That was the first... I've never bought it, but that was the first thing I ever played in VR when I uh, did a demo thing on the... the is it the Vive? Yes. Yes, yeah. that was the first demo uh, they loaded up for me. And obviously, because first time in VR, that just blew my balls off mm. at the time. But I don't know. That demo literally gives you one day in an office. So I actually don't know if that's just the entirety of the game, like different scenarios. You get one day. Or if you go back for multiple days, I don't, I'm not sure of the actual build of the game. But I think Vacation Simulator's got a slightly different uh, structure to it. Hmm. which has good points and bad points. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, I'm sod it. I'm going to write the review and then people have to read it instead. And I'll Do talk it. about it next time. Awesome. Is there, is there a story? Cause I just imagine it's one of those where it's a lot of mini things or you just sit around just touching stuff and, you know, well, making paper airplanes the, and throwing them. Yeah. The story is you're on vacation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Fair much. Enough. Yeah. You're on vacation and, and there's a, uh, yeah but you're as a human in a world of robots and there's one robot who wants to be you to be efficient and one robot who wants you to have fun and they argue a bit and you do stuff but you're right in, in the mini game feel of it you are quite right uh that, that is it's like a collection of things to do but mm. there is there, there is ways that they are a bit more connected now as well which mm. are quite clever but in some ways you're right when you say that vr's moved on a bit i think it possibly has moved on a little bit since the first job simulator mm. But, uh, mm. Mm. well i look forward to, to reading that um well my last game then is astrobot i've mentioned it a couple of times already but uh i i'd only played an hour of it i think last time we'd spoken and that was the first level essentially yeah. i think what is there like five levels in a yeah. in a world and then you got the boss um something like that um, yeah it might be f- yeah four in the boss and then there's five worlds yeah so i am now on uh the final world i've got one more level to do and i've got the final boss and 
it is such a weird feeling and a weird thing to say, but I almost don't want to finish it, which is not because it's bad, because I don't want it to finish. I I, I don't want it to be over because I've had such an amazing time with it. And it's, uh, I think I I mentioned it before, it's a um, a 3D platformer, uh, but essentially like you're the camera, you know, and you're in the world. It, it's so inventive, you know, it, a lot, as you said before, you know, that I'd got a lot to look forward to in the game and you were absolutely right. You know, there's so much to do in terms of the, uh, it's a fun game to play. Uh, I, I think I, I agree with you in as much as the, um, it's almost like the levels are, you want them to be longer. You want them to be a bit, a bit more, I suppose, you know, uh, you could argue that maybe they're the length of a, a Mario, like a, a side-scrolling Mario level or whatever. I don't know, but so then, but I, I just I I want there to be more because it's so good and it's such a brilliant game. To, the music is fantastic. You know, you, uh, it's cute. It's beautiful to look at. Like I said, it's not the most technically uh, advanced game in terms of graphics, I guess, but because it's got a certain style, it just looks amazing. You know, you. There's bits where you, you you're looking up at a huge sort of like tower or, or something, and it's the sense of scale in it is incredible. Um, there's there's things that you get little attachments to your controller, so you, you know the little touchpad on the the PS4, it can turn into uh, a water uh, squirter, so you can you know, put fires out. It turns into throwing stars, uh, so you can cut ropes or you know webs. Um, well, it turns into a Gatling gun at one point, um, turns into a, a, a grappling hook, you know, and it just doing all of that kind of stuff. It's it's so clever how it does it. It's got one of the best Halloween sort of type haunted house levels I think I've ever played. You know, I'm a massive fan of like Banjo-Kazooie and, and that, that has got like its own kind of, you know, Oh, that, that's the one. Is that the one where you got the where the attachment is the light? It's a torch, yeah. It's got yeah, like, that's yeah. probably what. Yeah, quite possibly the best level in the game. That one, you know. It's that's and it's got like I love all the, the horror themed levels like that. Like uh, like I said, Banjo Kazooie uh, and um, Luigi's Mansion. You know, the, the, I, I love those type of levels. Yeah. Um, and this is probably one of the best like sort of Halloween stroke haunted levels i think i've ever played it's so clever you know you can sort of like you can stun the the big ghosts and you can you use it to sort of um open up things and one of the puzzles in it was really clever talking about um hellblade send you a sacrifice i don't know if you you knew this but uh, or you, you got this one i think you probably did because i think you may have got all of the so the, the object of the game is you have to capture all of the or free all your little buddies your little astrobots to sort of yeah. like then get your vr headset shit back um and that you need certain amounts of them to unlock the next world and the boss and all that kind of stuff so i think there's eight per world and then there's a hidden little chameleon, which, uh, yeah. you know, you hear it chirruping sort of in the background. And then you have to look in a direction and it only unlocks when you stare at it for a certain time because it blends into the, the background. That's really clever, you know. Yeah. And um, so anyway, there's one level, like I said, similar to Hellblade, where you have to align a shadow like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that was fucking awesome. That was like so 
I felt like that's really clever, you know. Um, but then there's like other levels where you go underwater. I was going to send you a message um, after I'd done this because um, there's underwater levels, which are fantastic. Yeah. But there's a, a level, I think it's just before that haunted house one. And you I call it haunted house. You're not in a haunted house, but, you know, it's like that. Anyway, <laughs> there's a level where you're not fully submerged in water. But when you put your head under the water so effectively you tilt your head in real life to put your you know your face in the water the music changes yeah. like you know and you're like that's amazing you know and i know that other video games have done that before like banjo kazooie you know you dive into the water it plays the same type of theme but like a water style version of it but it's but, different because you're putting your head in the water exactly and i was yeah. like this is genius this is so well done and it's it's probably, uh, you know, I'm going to write up a little review of it. But like I said, I don't want it to end, you know, and it's ridiculous because I've enjoyed it. But I've got one more level to do. And I will go back and, and go to some of the levels where I've missed some of the little little dudes. Um, I think I've got all the chameleons. I haven't missed one of those. But I, I've missed a couple of little characters. And I think, is there like challenge levels that you can do after that? Yeah, I think, I think every chameleon you find unlocks a challenge level as well because... That's what I've been doing this week. After you said you were playing it again, I I, I um, opened it up again, and I could see by how I was playing it that early on in the earlier in the game, I'd be paying attention, getting all of the bots and most of the chameleons, and maybe missing the odd one because sometimes you you miss one, you, you you know you can't find everything first go. But at the end of the game, I've clearly just been enjoying it so much that I've almost just raced through it and missed half the stuff yeah. so I've gone back and I've, I've got yeah every, every bot and every chameleon I've just got one level to do on the on the final world now and then I'll have everything and then I'm going to do all the challenge levels because I haven't done those yet okay so you don't know what what the challenge levels are what they consist no of no idea or... to be honest yeah Okay, so um, the, and and then there's also you get coins, you know, you you know it's a typical kind of platformer in that respect. You know, you pick up coins, uh, which you can then take back to a separate ship, and um, you then you can unlock. It's like one of those grabber game, you know, grabber. Uh, things that you see in, in fun fairs or, or whatever and it, you can you can grab a little ball and it'll unlock a, a a little collectible item that kind of thing i know you shouldn't do it because i think you've got to be a minimum of 12 or at least it recommends that you gotta be 12 but i, I did put the headset on lucy i think i mentioned yeah. this last time um, and i only feel like 20 minutes half an hour at a time but i thought this is going to be this is like the perfect thing i think i don't know if it's true whether you know if you i suppose if you 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 put a, a little kid in because of maybe the brain development if you put it in for long periods of time it may have an effect on them but i think mainly it, i've read on online before i did it is it because they the headset's too big for them almost so they wouldn't get the yeah. full effect so anyway she watching her just just playing these get these these grabbing ball because that's not really something i'm that 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 bothered about you know but sort of i thought well she, she she can do that for sort of like 20 minutes you know and get the little character and running around because there's there's, even when you're playing the levels, there's no threat of death as such, other mm. than the, bo the boss battles. I mean, there was a couple of, or oh, maybe one boss battle that was a bit tricky. Oh, my God, the spider boss was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. that, that's fucking all. I mean, the, 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 the bosses in them are so cool. Like the first one, the gorilla is cool where you have to sort of like, you know, dodge his attacks, but then you have to knock his teeth out and that, that you know. But then the spider one was so funny. Um uh, and that it is it, it's said it before i think we said it before it's like one of those that if if nintendo made a vr game it would be something like this you know yeah. and 
uh, hats off to to the makers of the game because they it's it's brilliant and the fact that it's not like a full price 45 quid i think it's like 20 quid isn't it or something like that yeah but you, uh, you pick it up way cheaper than that now can't you it's a bargain it, it's a stunning game and uh, one of my I think I, you know, I sent you a little message about how I kind of uh, I was t- typing up some notes. That's the only thing with VR games. Like you, when I when I'm playing a normal game and I'm, I want want to write a review of it, you know, I'll st- I'll stop and pause and I'll either dictate to you know Google and say, well, you know, this is this, this is that. You can't do that in VR, can you? So no. so like you know, if you can make your notes after you finish the game. Anyway, I think I, I kind of I I don't like my final sentence to the review was like, when VR is done right, it's it's a magical experience, and that's the only way I can describe this. It's magic. It feels magical. It's a per, it's a almost perfect game. You know, it really is. A, 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 like I said, the only thing I can really criticize it for is that I want more of it. When that's not yeah. really a criticism. Um, a, a, a little niggle maybe is that you can only move forward so if if you do miss something you, you can't like you can't go backwards yeah you, know, you can only move forward um but it, it's a stunning game it really is it's beautiful it's yeah it it does feel like they're only really just getting into their stride towards the end of the game as well so i think they've definitely got more there yeah oh i'd Obviously, love an astrobot too yeah i don't think it'll be the last one because because uh, yeah, the last few levels pick up so much, and you think, oh, they could, you know, the, the, at this point that they're onto something here. Because mm. it, it makes the early ones seem really, really simplistic. Some of them, yeah. But when it, you start getting more platforming and and just the design and more things happening and just clever little uses here and there of of the VR, it's almost like you're watching them learn how to do levels as you go through the game. Yeah. Yeah, particularly, like I said, that puzzle where it was like about perspective and you had to line things up by looking physically with your head. But it's it's such a, I mean, the, the music in it, uh, you know, it's great. It really is. It repeats some of the songs, but I'm happy with that because they, they really catchy tunes, you know. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. I've, I've got all the collectibles in the grabber machine now. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, the thing is... That, once you've grabbed them all, if you then if you then press the button on the level, then you get like a little mini diorama level in front of you on the desk, and then you you can. There's no goal to it as such, but there's always like a way round it, almost like a little fairground ride. So yeah. there's still enemies you can kill and little things you can do. There's no point to it, but it's just like playing a weird little toy bonus level of it really weird but mm. yeah, still cool i mean it's been likened to i mean I, I i've played bits of them but i've never played them all the way through i know ben has and i think you have as well but um super mario galaxy you know I'm, it, I've, I've never never played super mario galaxy oh you i thought you had um uh, no so again people say that that's uh one of those games where there's no two levels that are the same and it changes things up and it's really clever and inventive so um yeah oh it's great but i'm just where i was before talking i suppose in a fairly serious way about hellblade about you know uh how it affects you emotionally this has been such a brilliant fun game to play where it's i feel sad that i, I don't want it to finish but um you know so anyway there you go i will finish it i'm just I, you know so there you go that's it those are all my games and that's that's mine as well oh i thought you got more um, I, I did have two on the list, but I think I want to put more time in them before, okay. before I can form a well good opinion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right, well, shall we come back for our closing in a moment? Yes. Yes. 
Bye-bye. Welcome to the Vacation Simulator, human. Before we go on vacation, we need to make sure you look relaxed. The beach is the most efficient place to start. Listen to your inner power supply. Channel your inner animal, human. I'd like to think you made a happy little memory here. The odds of not drowning are extremely pretty good. Watch out! Hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would corporate think if they saw this inefficiency? I'll take it from here. Oh, efficiency bot. The Bureau of Simulations requires metrics. I figured out a way to measure vacation. There's no time for being lackadaisical. The simulation requires efficient, measurable fun. I don't think we're seeing screen to screen on this one. Relax, that's what vacations are all about. Human, let's optimize our vacation to maximum efficiency. I'm not going to watch you ruin vacation. Wait a nanosecond. Experiences are abstract, but metrics aren't. Oh no, did you forget to eat today? If you don't take any pictures, does the force really exist? Hashtag no filter, hashtag adventure. And that is how you vacation. Fantastic. I feel the energy of this work. It truly represents wanderlust. Okay, and welcome back to the closing of the show and the shout outs. So, Adam, have you got any shout outs? Oh, standard fare, I think. Uh, I'll shout out you because you're here. We're doing this. It's always good. Um, shout out to Dave for having some weird sexual thing where he likes to listen rather than participate. I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Shout out to Ben. It was nice to hear. I haven't finished it yet, but it was uh, nice to hear the clink cast back. Yes. Uh, they really are going to have to speed this bad boy up. Yeah, I think mainly I'm just conscious of I'm more worried about Dave than I am of Ben. I think Ben could carry on for a few more years, but Dave, yeah. the clock's mm. ticking, mate. You... Yeah, I mean he must have he must have narrowed down the minimum he needs to do per year to get it done. Yeah, before he's dead. Who, uh, <laughs> Dave or Clint? Uh, Dave. Well, Dave. Dave. Yeah. I mean, well, if if they keep it this rate, Dave's actually going to be wishing Clint dead because then he, you know. If Clint decides to make a few more films, Dave's in real trouble of never never making it to the end himself. Yeah. Well, I, I think they are now it, it determined that they're going to make them more regularly. So, yeah. um, so yeah. that'd be good. Uh, yeah, I totally, I'll echo that. I mean, it was a great show, well worth the wait in the end, but um, don't leave it so long next time. It yeah. was, it was, it was belting because it was really informative, uh, but funny at the same time. So hats off to them. Yes. Very weird to hear that. Uh, hear the th- uh, one of the pieces of music with lyrics. Very odd. Oh, that was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. Not for me, anyway. Yeah, same here. And it's good for me as well because I've not actually seen these um, early Clint films because I, I haven't I've... either. To be fair. Oh, that's good. Good. I feel like a, a, a total twat when I say that. And <laughs> <laughs> you think people are judging me, you know, because I haven't seen uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or a fist for a fistful of dollars, or a few dollars more, or whatever. I, I haven't seen them. You know, they kind of westerns aren't my thing. So, but I'm glad that now I'm I actually watching them. Um, so that I can listen to the, the podcast as well. So there you go. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm, not judge, I'm not judging you because I'm even worse. Not so. you. I was kind of just saying that to the listener or whoever, you know. Please don't judge the me. The listener. You mean the listeners. The li- yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, 
You got anything else? Anybody uh, else? Who else? Sorry, what my brain, my brain's forgotten. There was supposed to be a couple of people I was supposed to shout out, but I can't remember. I'll just give another shout out to the boys at the Wilder Ride as well, because I finished off their blazing saddles uh, over the past couple of weeks. So I've listened to all of those. They put a nice little, like, taster bonus episode for the Big Lebowski out, which was, uh, I think it was part of their Patreon thing. So I won't get the rest of it, but it was nice to hear them talk about something else that I love as well. So, yeah, happy days. Mm. Superb. I um, think me done. I can't think. Do you, do you listen to any of the podcasts as well, just out of interest? Because, I, I mean, I don't, we don't shout as many out as we used to. I mean, um, like I said, I... Uh, the only one I, I suppose I'd share is the Wild Ride again, uh, but also um, Secret History of Hollywood. Hopefully, oh, will be coming course. back soon. Um, with this last, it'll be the last part of the Val Luton one, I think. Yeah, it? that's going to be um, that's going to be a tough one. That's been a brilliant series as well. Yeah. Oh, just fantastic! Was it, been, was it t- uh, just over two years? No way, you joke. Yeah, I think. It, it, yeah, I could tell you when did I down because I've still got them all on. Uh, my phone if a fucking butchers uh, i didn't realize it'd been that long god that's i mean it, it's a hell of a project i mean for anybody who doesn't know secret history of hollywood highly recommend that you go out and listen to the podcasts but also the um whether you want to call it a sister podcast but the other podcast he does called um attaboy clarence which is great as well but yeah. different in terms of its tone uh that's more of a fun show whereas the uh the the secret history of hollywood is you know uh essentially um a, a, a story you know and, and he, he tells the story it's brilliantly produced i think it's one of the best shows i've ever heard in terms of the the music choices the way it, it's written the the facts everything the thing is although it's about val luton you, you know you you often find that a lot of the um podcast is taken up with historic events as well such as yeah. B- Birkenhair, and Hare, which is a you know a couple of scottish um i think they were scottish or it's a it's a Real people who in in uh, Scotland who went around murdering people essentially. Good old fashioned serial killers. Yeah, and uh, went around uh, body snatching because that's where one of the themes came from for the body snatcher, which was um, you know one of the movies that Val Luton produced. Uh, so, although it's about Hollywood, you also invariably find that there's. You know, you you end up having a history lesson, but not in a bad way. Where it's no. like it's a lecture. It's brilliant. Um, and then there was ones where really disturbing. I think, um, oh, what was that? The Harp Brothers. That was the yeah. uh, these uh, people um, in the Wild West who were fucking evil. Uh, <laughs> Just as sad. You know, went around killing anybody, everybody, old people, young people, babies in cribs, fucking hell. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's odd when you hear it, him say at the start, and Adam, start, say at the, uh, not you, the other Adam, say at the start of the, the podcast, um, this contains disturbing material. You think, fuck me, uh, it's, what's going to go on here? Um, but yeah, that's an absolutely brilliant show. And I highly recommend people check it out. 31st of May, 2017. Shadow started. Uh, I think his next project is going to be about Cary Grant. If yeah. Re- so that's going to be awesome right. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, in terms of podcasts, I think that's about it. Like I said, The Wild Ride That's and Bad Cop, Bad Cop, when that comes back, that's going to be good. Uh, I, I'd like to shout you out as well. And also, um, I think a happy little band of 
people on the podcast and people who write as well it's grown considerably obviously you write stuff which is brilliant um colm writes some things as well which is fantastic i enjoy reading his stuff um then you've got dave's son kyle he wrote a review of the um manchester comic-con event then dave's daughter writes some reviews about books then her boyfriend has written some reviews about so we it's we, we are growing and it's brilliant and i love it and uh so i love seeing all that kind of stuff appear on the website so long might that continue yes um but there you are um i think that's it so if you want to check us out, we're at 60minuteswith.co.uk. That's where the website is, I've just been mentioning. Uh, there's competitions that Dave announces and giveaways on Twitter at 60 Minutes With. Uh, contact us at mail. No, that's something else. Con- use the contact form. <laughs> uh, thinking back to the other show we did. Uh, yeah, go to the contact form on the website if you want to send us an email or anything, any kind of correspondence. Um, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Where are you? I'm at eight mutterings. Have, have we got no tweets to read out in accents? I don't think so. <laughs> have we? I'm, I'm also thinking of an old thing we used to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something that we should uh, invite listeners to do. We, I, I don't have as much time uh, you, before. Um, the, the, doing the same coin Twitter almost became a job <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I kind of felt like I was um, a communications assistant or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Because I would literally, d- d- that was all I was doing, was tweeting out stuff all the time. So I just don't get as much time to do it no. these days. So, um, but there but you if, go. Anyone, if anyone wants to email about anything we talk about, then uh, I'll be happy to read that. Probably won't get any or ever. But you know. no, we never know. We have been uh, getting a few emails, which is good. So shout outs to, to people who've sent stuff in. So yeah. there you go. Uh, I'm fucking roasting. I don't know about you. Yeah. I am half dead. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, we'll we'll see you next time, uh, next month, for some more video game goodness. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Is it me? It's so humid. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I've got the window open, but I'm sweating. I can smell myself as well. That's (laughs) how how bad it is. Uh, Right. Now, fingers crossed this works.